Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, men on. Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means Jurassic World came out to remind you that Hollywood still actually puts out crap movies and not everything is Maverick. And in the most boring sports weekend in the history of all things, there was nothing to do this weekend, period, at all. So we're going to tell you about the fun-filled bash we had at WWE Backstreet Boys playing golf this morning, catching the tail end of NBA Finals on Friday night, because that's literally the last sporting event that has happened. That's it. Three full days ago, which is incredible and stupid. That's it. And we're going to do it all without Van. Why? Van's not here. He's at some hippy dippy fest in Flagstaff. <laughs> I saw some pictures you showed you, me. You see any of this? The, the videos and the pictures that he's sharing so with he's us. Uh, he's creepy. I'm like, you pay for that? When you paid, you went there to a different city, paid to enter, and that's what you see. I've seen better and music at a You and I were talking off the place. air today. We were talking about. <laughs> Like, before the program, I'm like, Robert, what's, like, the most influential, like, piece of media for your culture? Like, what is, like, culturally speaking? Yeah. And I thought of that because I was watching Van's weird open-toe <laughs> sandal, hoopty, folky, yeah. like, dumbness. I don't know what it would be. Let's do I told, it. I told you what, my, what I would say. What do you think it is? For, for African-Americans, it would definitely be music. It's got to be music. Because it's... It was there before technology. You know, that was like one of the first things we, um, that I can remember being taught. You know, you always get taught music. You get, you feel it. You, right. You, you know what I mean? From everything from church to just everyday life. So that has to be the one that I would pick. I almost think that's too, like, cliche and a cop-out, though, because I think music is it for every culture. I think every culture is like, oh, no, we strongly identify by music. Well, I'll put it to you this way. The music that I'm speaking of influenced everything else. That's a good point. That that's how I feel. You're talking about rock and roll. Yeah. You're talking about hip hop. Everything. R- blues, blues, all of that. Jazz, all of that. Yeah. Today's pop as we know it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But not the stuff Van's at over in Yeah. Hippieville. Where's he at? Hippieville, Arizona? <laughs> Standing on the corner in Hippieville, Arizona. Such a This kinda reminds me of Tiny Tim and he's so weird. And also, he's sending us pictures of people who look like him. Yeah, and he's making fun of And we're like, that's you. <laughs> yeah, what do you. Except for he doesn't do, like, crochet tops. Not yet. Yeah, no. Not yet. He's like, what should we say to this guy? And Robert's like, tell him to get out of your closet. <laughs> Wait when he comes back when we smell patchouli oil on him. Oh, yeah. oh no, that's no a fact. fact. Oh, no. He's going to sit me and Robert down and be like, listen, it's not multi-level marketing. Oh. We can all make money. He'd be oh, like man. that. Most boring weekend in the history of sport in the history of sports. Thanks for reminding me of that. There was because nothing. I wasn't even thinking about that until you said it, and I was like, you know what? You're right. There was nothing. Not at all. Like zero nothing. Mm-mm. 
I had a banger of a Saturday, absolute banger. Let's start Friday night, though. Friday night, uh, we ended the program great, went great, had a hollow spirits, had a blast, could not have been more complimentary to them. Then, Friday night, pretty good little basketball game. Mm-hmm. Finals were pretty good. Yeah. We called it. Yeah. We said, Warriors on the road. And a lot of people are like, Fran, they barely pulling out. You been watching any of these finals? That's how these ones are going. Yeah. Figure it out. And that's what happens when you play on the road. A good team. Well, a great team yeah. on the road. You're not going to blow them out. You using that word, great? I'm not using that word. Uh, well, great for the second half of this season. Okay. <laughs> that was a comma, not a period. I'm using good for both teams. I think both teams are good. I think both teams are the teams that should be here this season. When you and I look back on this thing 10 years from now, we're not going to be like, Shh, those were standout teams. No, no. Uh, if I look back at this finals, I, I'm just looking for Steph Curry. That's it. Well, it's, it's not going to be for, oh, these were great games. I just, I just want to see Steph go off he, like he's been doing. He probably played the best one he's ever played. That was probably Friday. Friday was probably the best one he's ever done. You think so? He needs to do that to cement himself in history. You know, LeBron, Michael, and think, Kobe, and the guys that made big plays. Like he, You think so? If they win this series, it'll be Friday night with what set it apart. You think he need, I think he's already cemented. I think – you know, he's Steph Curry. Like, I, I don't think he needs it, but it don't hurt. Well, we're both sitting here talking like he's not just 34 years old. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, he can do this, like, two more times, two or three more times. Well, and here's the thing. He go for 43 on, on Friday. Is that right, 43? Yeah. And you look at the rest of the card, how'd they win the game? There ain't no points there. Nowhere else. Zero. You look at the box. Yeah. Hey, and here's the thing. We've had three days to look at the box. <laughs> and we know it, front to back. NBA, Silver, ESPN. Everyone, figure it out. Hey, I made a I made a uh, status the other day. I thought about you. I said, at this rate, the NBA Finals will be done by week three of the NFL. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's how it feels. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have three wins before the Boston Celtics will. Hockey will have started before the end of it. <laughs> yeah, ended and started. Yeah, this is not the business. This final schedule is n- No. You, you'll kind of forget about it. Forget about what? Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. So, my my buddy hit me yesterday. Well, six. Yeah. I was like, hey, we're going to do, do WWE. Went to WWE last night, He was like, yeah, we're going. Five minutes later, he calls me. He's like, wait, whoa, whoa. The game. The game's on tonight. I said, what? No, it's not. Uh-huh. We had an argument about if the game was coming on last night. Does he not know the level of sports influencer that you are in town? I, and I was like, no, bro. It comes on Monday. Let me Google. <laughs> you went to the Googs on you? Did you say you're honorary New Mexico Sports Broadcaster of the Year, Robert Gibson? I, I told him. I, I told him. Didn't even I told him. He, he still hit the Google on me. Didn't even hear you. Google told him what I told him. It's just a mess, though. It's, a, it's, it's ridiculously yeah. bad. Yeah. Because what are you going to put it up against tonight? Monday Night Raw. That means I can't watch it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For- you, you'll catch the fourth. You already know. <laughs> was Ronda Rousey in, in town? Yes. Oh, Michael. yeah. What? Well, I guess, oh, yeah. I think her luggage got lost, though. She she wrestled in, like, some sweats. It was weird. Oh, yeah. Hey, it was a good little show Sunday. We ain't there yet. We still on Friday. Yeah. We, had a oh, whole yeah, we don't want to fast forward. We had a production. When Van leaves town, the mice play. So Saturday morning, I wake up bright and early. And I went out to Roadrunner Little League. You boys been out there? It's it's the coolest little spot. So it's really? yeah, it's I think three or four, it might be four, and they're all like turf baseball diamonds. It's what uh, Montgomery and Eubank, right? Okay. Over. The Albuquerque Isotopes 
we're hosting an adaptive clinic for kids like like think like kids who are like differently abled, right? Right, right. So so they have different approaches to life and, and how they got to that situation is a list of, of reasons that I could not possibly identify to you, but it was pretty freaking incredible. So as I go out to Little League, uh, our Roadrunner Little League, which, by the way, we're going to play a fun little interview with Michelle Montoya and John De Lagon, excuse me, Del uh, Lagana, and we're going to speak to them uh, here at the 445 mark because they opened this thing up to like 30 kids, mm-hmm. and they, 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 they threw it, all five tools. They threw it, they hit it, they ran the bases, they uh, hit for power, they all of them, right? And we were part of this thing, and I tell you what, just filled with love was yeah. this thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Man, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. It was so cool. I love stuff like that. It was, you know, and I don't know why I didn't think to extend an offer to you. I should have. the uh, The energy there was everyone showed up, and and you know, families aren't nuclear like they were when we were growing. Well, you know, you grew up in an alternative yeah. home. I yeah. And and the thing that's so incredible is all these kids were just surrounded by their support systems, and and so many people. And Carrie Tingley was there, their foundation, and doing a whole lot of stuff. That's and awesome. And me and uh, general manager of the Albuquerque guys, Tobe Schontraub, and his daughter. Um, here's a fun little name drop, Sophie. Ooh, Sophie. Sophie. Okay. Yeah. So we were doing like the little base running thing, and the kids because they don't necessarily uh, have you know traditional strength and traditional right. like uh, their appendages don't necessarily work the same. So they're swinging pool noodles, yeah, like you do when you're a kid, like in a lightsaber fight, yeah. And they're they're pantomiming baseball, like so they're swinging them as a bat, and they're running down to first, and they're running the bases, and El Dorado High School sent out a bunch of their players to like. Yeah, see that's, oh, that's oh my that's, gosh, that's great right there. Yeah, that is that's it, what it, that's what it's all about. It was crazy, and it, it's one of those things where, and I'm not trying to hog this whole thing, but you have this like complexity of this is the happiest I could possibly be in this moment. I am just absolutely helping and being a part of some cool stuff. And but then there's also the very like there's like a other emotional swing here too where you're like these kids are up against it a little bit right. you know they got a lot of life in front of them and, and what they're doing is they're figuring it out in a way to where you just like are filled um just filled with absolute love so saturday morning for me oh we emotional roller coaster oh, man. big thank you to the isotopes and again we're gonna play that interview with michelle and john we're gonna do that 445 because i caught up with them for a couple minutes and talked about how this is the first one since covid and how they plan on having some more stuff in town and then carrie tingley who we're gonna have on the program as well sometime in the future they're doing adaptive like wheelchair volleyball and uh wheelchair basketball and you got a whole bunch of cool stuff going on so a lot of details on that and then uh saturday night i mean boys backstreet's back (laughs) So you you were telling me about this Please. last night, and I saw the excitement, Shoot. Mike. The excitement in his eyes, like it was it was almost WWE level. Now it's better. What? It's better than the WWE house show. It won better than no WrestleMania. It's not better than the SummerSlam, which I'm going to in Nashville. It's not better than Money in the Bank, which we could go to in Las Vegas. No, no. See, I was putting it not above, not not the house show, just your level of excitement for WWE. Oh, I see what you're doing. Or, or just wrestling, period. No, I, when you were telling me the story, I felt left out. I was like, man, that sounds like something I should have went to. From the text, I literally turned in to watch basketball last night. And it wasn't on. <laughs> WTF. <laughs> That's sad. You, I've done that. I've done that this series. And then they have them on different channels. I don't know if it's on ESPN. No, I don't know if it's ABC. It's all ESPN now, right? Or ABC? I don't know. I don't know. 
from the live chat, I believe Ronda Rousey had her running shoes on in case Holly Holm showed up at Tingley. That's very good. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. I, I was hoping that would happen too. Friend of the show, Joel. You were calling for it. Yes. Yes. You were, we're Michael, Ronda Rousey's <laughs> in the middle of wrestling Natalia Hart of the famed Hart family, Hart Foundation. And Rob's like, we want Holly. Uh, that started we a want... storm. Well, I mean, not everyone got it. No, they didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't know. Pretty good, though. But anyways, Backstreet Boys, banger, boys. The Backstreet Boys, not only are they back, <laughs> they brought all their friends with them. It was me and I don't, what's a real number out there at Isleta? What's a real attendance number? 10,000? Yeah. 4,000? No, no, shut up. No, no, no. Figure no. it out. No, they get, they get, they fill it up out there with the right. There was 10 to with, 12. With the right entertainment, they fill it up. Somebody call Live Nation. There was 10 to 12. Yeah. There was, there was three at WWE. Yeah. How do we not have COVID right now? How do I not have COVID again? <laughs> Don't jinx us, man. Hey, COVID's over. Do not jinx us. Movies are back in the theaters. COVID's over. Everyone knows that. I'll never get it again, probably. I'll get it again. Oh, man. I'm not saying nothing. More breaking down to the weekend and normally like, oh, cool. NFL, college football, talks. No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> no sports this past weekend. Got a bunch of guests. 4.30, Danny Gonzalez is going to join us. He's going to talk about the big camp they had last week, obviously. Hey, they sent out a lot of offers. A lot of New Mexico talent coming in. Nick Trujillo coming yeah. in. He's going to run back over there at Cleveland. Kick and go. He's like this. He's flighty. He's fast. That's going to be very good. Forrest Stolting will join us at 5 o'clock. and talk Albuquerque Isotopes. Sad news from the world of professional wrestling. We'll get into that at a later point. Gene Fruth and Jeff Idelson are going to join us. And you're like, well, who's that? I, I've heard those names. I don't know who they are. Tell you what, they're the authors of, authors of this new Route 66 baseball book and the Greg Maddox stuff, and we're going to touch base with them on my favorite thing, which is Americana. Tell me you like something better than peanut butter and jelly, and I'll tell you why you're lying. That's my favorite subject. Americana? On Jeopardy. Oh, I Same. love it. That, I can clean up when it's Americana. Right. Today's I-9 varsity. Yeah, there we yeah, go. I-9 varsity of Jeopardy <laughs> topics, Okay. So, and we're not going traditional. Potpourri is not going to make the list. No, no, right. no. Jeopardy boxes is the today's I-9 verse. That's a very good one, Robert. Good job. See the phone lines lighting up? <laughs> which means Michael has to pick it up, which in the business we have to call this filler. So I took my lady to the Backstreet Boys yeah. Saturday night. I'm surprised you left with her. D- you can't just be taken. That's when you know you are in a secure relationship. Oh, we so in love. Because what? you can't even get grass seats. With your woman, and you th- if it's not secure, yeah, it's all, you're done. Hey, you know, you're done. I'm not trying to flex right now, Michael, but I sit in the seats, okay? Hey, that is a flex. Hey, put me on the lawn? No. That's a flex. Miss me with the lawn. So you're not one of those people that'll buy the lawn and end up in the seats? All right, more on these tips and tricks whenever <laughs> we get back. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy <laughs> Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. We're spending Wednesday night at Hollow Spirits this week, boys. Come hang out. Then we're doing the watch party for the United immediately afterwards. And I enjoyed this weekend with a little bit of help from my friends at Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Little production note. They changed the talk back, Mike. It's a different button. You'll have to ask. I don't it know. Do, which one it is. doesn't work. Oh, okay. There you go. So we're keeping it all over the air today. That's what I just <laughs> learned. <laughs> I just give you hand signals. From the live chat, how was golf today? Put a bunch of stuff on social media today. Played in the NMAA golf scramble today. 
It was really good. Hey, you were you were looking the part. Yeah. Very sharp. Thank you. It's I, that's one thing I do like about golf. It's about the look. Oh, it's all about the look. It's about yeah. Like I can tell who knows how, or who just knows how to dress, but you still look good. It don't matter. Friend of the show, Sebastian Noel, who's the voice of the Duke City Gladiators. By the way, tough L this past weekend. What's going on with the boys? Taking one point L's on the road? Are you kidding me? Let's figure out some clock management. Let's try to not let it all rely on a stop at the goal line at the end of the game. What? Mm. Here's what we got. We got a stud quarterback in Ramon Atkins. We got Dello Davis. We got Jared Elmore. We got. I could keep going. Let's just throw the damn ball. Go score 100 That's points. That's it. If we score 100 points, but we give up 99 points, we win the game. Still win. We win the game. Yeah. You know how many... One point L's my boys got three. Ah, you kidding me? My team's better than one point. They're at home. They're at home this Saturday playing the Arizona Rattlers, which, by the way, I freaking hate. Let's get out there. You got anything going on Saturday? Saturday, we do have something going. What do you got Saturday? We do. We do. Yeah, the eighteenth. Yeah. Oh, we're playing celebrity softball. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Come catch your boys. See? We're playing a celebrity softball game for the Isotopes game this Saturday. <laughs> Where after that, I mean, I'm just going to book it across town. Then I get, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to live stream it. That's the, that's the play. There we go. Michael. All right, here's what we need. 505-246-0610. I get complimentary tickets to this celebrity softball game thing. If you want to come and be the on-field photographer for me and Robert, during this game, we'll float you these tickets. You're in. Now, are we going to give you any money? We're not. No. We're real transparent here. No. A watermelon walk-off, though, with your boys? Heck yeah. Um, given that you're 21 years or older. Okay. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. You got to make some disclaimers. Yeah. Hey, i seen the numbers. We're not hitting 18 to 25. <laughs> Don't worry about them calling in. <laughs> We're figuring it out. Had a heck of a day today playing that NMAA. People are supporting the Activities Association here in New Mexico. Businesses out in fold. Congratulations to the ProView team. Okay. Yeah. Sebastian O'Well, Steve Davis, and Rob Portnoy walking away as the champs of the NMAA. I play, I rode in the car today with Rob. Ooh. Rob's a great golfer. Um, gr- yeah. Hey, find a better word because he's better than great. <laughs> hey, if Liv Golf called Rob right now, he'd pick it up and say, yeah, I got it. I don't know if he Man, if they called me right now. Uh. <laughs> I could be dead last and take something home. And Nicholson's getting a lot of heat. Charles Schwartzel, who is that? He's the winner. No clue who that cat is. Nope. He don't care. The only dude I know in the top ten is Dustin Johnson. Yeah. He was on the leaderboard for a little bit. Yeah. Matt Jones, isn't he a quarterback? (laughs) Ian Coulter? Poulter. Nope, no clue. Oh, I know that name. All right. I know that name. Phil Mickelson, 34th. You're going to tell me Phil Mickelson at plus 10? Rob Portnoy would mop the floor with him. What? A plus 10? That's yeah. 34th plus 10? That's horrible. What are the payouts on this thing? I need the payout structure. Oh, there we go. Uh, over $100 million. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm DA serious right now. Let's all go to live. Because, number one, I hate blood money. Hate it. Not a big fan of Saudi Arabia. Royal McElroy, we see you. But I don't really know where any money comes from. I can't be over here being like, 
holier than cha-ching. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I got some info You got the numbers? Hey, let me get them numbers. Schwartzel, yeah. first place, $4 million. Pretty good. Second place, I don't even know this. Henny Plessis? Sounds close. Two million one hundred twenty-five thousand. Henny Duplessis. I'm trying to get. Let me let's let's let me look down the line. Two seven five. Go all the way down to thirty-four. What's filming? Thirty-four. Well, here they, it won't show me that, but it's showing me the. Well, no, here it is. Phil tied for thirty-third. They got one hundred and fifty thousand. Pretty good work. Dustin Johnson eighth six hundred twenty-five thousand. Forty-eighth place one hundred and twenty thousand. Didn't he have a big press conference today? Did that end up going through? He was doing something at Berkshire. Man, I'm looking at some of these names. Lee Westwood. Hadn't heard that in a while. Ian Poulter. He took home 200000 Come on, man. Sign me up. That's what I'm saying. And the thing that's the thing, because you know to me, like, the rub's got to be worth the reward. The reward on this thing. <laughs> Four mil? Yeah. For beating who? Because these aren't the best dudes in the world. Nope. Sergio Garcia is sitting 24th. And I, by the way. I didn't even see that. I am he very. Is. Yeah. Martin Kamer, who I think is, I don't know, like the brother to a good golfer. And I'm pro-labor. Cannot stress this enough. No matter what it is. Hey, you want to unionize your Starbucks? I'll go to your Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I am pro-labor. I know some of these names. Oosthausen, top for 10th, 560,000. Yep. (laughs) Bless me. This thing is crazy to me. I can't find So I thought Phil was doing a... I thought Phil was doing something today. Am I wrong in that, Michael? Is that not true? Oh, he's, he's having a, a, a press conference right now. Oh, it's speak. happening right now? Yeah. Okay, so I thought it was today. I thought it already happened. What if Phil that? Mickelson has, like, gone full heel now, like, you know when you become a bad guy in pro wrestling? Yeah. Phil Mickelson, like, grew a beard. I was going to say, the whole he's thing. looking the part. Yeah. All he has to do is Hollywood Hogan it, and yeah. he'll be right there. He's wearing black now. Yeah. The shades. Yeah. He's right-handed all of a sudden. Lean. <laughs> oh, man. He's bizarro Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I was going to say bizarro Phil. Yeah, he's got his hair slicked back, dyed black. The beard's got the black in it. Yeah, he did this press conference today. He looks like if he didn't do live, uh, live, live life, live golf, live life, love golf. <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't doing this, he'd be in like the Raiders organization. Well, and I'm not trying to say that Phil Mickelson is a front runner, but I don't know Phil Mickelson wearing aviators before Top Gun Maverick came out. Hey, you're right. Yeah, he's you're trying, right. trying to catch that Tom Cruise drip, and I don't think that's acceptable. I do. He says, he says, this isn't my evil beard. This is my wife likes it beard. Here's the thing. I got a lady in my life that loves me. She hates this beard. No ladies love beards. They love Cool J. Yeah, only the young ladies love beards. Yeah. The, the women, no, they're not with it. My early 30s years old lady in my life, when she touches it, she's like, ugh. 
You're gross. Now, to be fair, to be fair, there are a lot of reasons I could be called gross. He goes, he does go up there. I'm looking at this video from this press conference. Mm-hmm. He goes up there like Phil McCool. Yeah, I'm looking at him. Yeah, he's like he's literally rebranded. He's got new intro music. He's Team Saudi now. Yeah, the only acceptable beard on a grown man that all women love, Sean McVay. That's it. I hate that you're very correct. That's right. We don't like it. No. The ladies love it of all ages. Ladies love Sean McVay. There we go. For the culture. (laughs) Danny Gonzalez, you want to call him, Michael? You want me to? You got it? You got it. Big camp this past weekend for the Lobos. Offered a bunch of New Mexico kids some opportunities. Let's hear it for that whenever Danny gets back. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. (laughs) Time to bring in friend of the show, Danny Gonzalez. Danny, welcome. Head football coach of your UNM Lobos. How are you, friend? I'm great. How are two men on today? What's, uh, what's going on? I'll tell you what, we're feeling good. Just had a good day of golf out there at the NMAA. Had a big fundraiser day out there. It was a pretty good little day. And now we're doing the program. And before we jump into football talk, uh, any kind words for about Don Perkins? Any kind words for the Perkins family and those that were familiar with him? Well, you know, I mean, first off, you have to – Give your condolences. I mean, what a great human being. Beyond how wonderful of a football he play, player he was, both for UNM and for the Dallas Cowboys, he was just an even better human being. And as good as he was, that's saying a lot. When I got here and took this job, uh, we had an alumni function where we had former players and stuff come on over, and he showed up, and that was a huge deal to me. Uh, Coach Long and, and Coach Bevis have been really close with him for a long time, so I got to know him through that group where they would meet. And have a good time. So we're going to miss him dearly. What a great human being. I mean, I can't say enough kind words about him. And he was an unbelievable Lobo. So it's good to always celebrate those guys. And I teach the, the history of our program to our guys all the time. So they knew about Don Perkins. And I mean, it's, it's sad that he's gone, but we all know he's in a better place. And uh, he'll be missed dearly, but just an unbelievable human being. Coach, speaking of great Lobos, Terrence Mathis was just added to the NFF College Football Hall of Fame ballot. How do you feel about that? I think it's, uh, it's well overdue. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Terrence Mathis was an unbelievable college football player, an unbelievable player himself. He's doing a great job coaching now. He's helped us with some kids since I've been back, uh, help him, help him to, helping us get players out of Georgia, uh, which is awesome. I mean, we have two on our roster right now that we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for Terrence. Uh, what an unbelievable player he was in his time here and then going on with the Jets and the Falcons. I mean, it's well, well overdue, and I'm super excited. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that he's going to make it. I like that. The Lobo fan likes that, Cherry. Oh, yeah. Coach, the, uh, my favorite quote in the history of all things I just read this past week from you. Recruiting is like shaving. If you don't do it every day, you look like a bum. <laughs> Coach, I'm in exactly on this. Right. I love everything about it. You have uh, a couple big camps. Obviously, you're reaching out to some Metro athletes. Uh, in my opinion, kind of the spotlight of that, Nick Trujillo of Cleveland. But you got you got kind of the best kids over at La Cueva as well. Uh, how's the future looking for the, the four-year class from now, 2026? You know, I'm, I'm excited about where our program's headed and, and what we're doing. I think every coach is going to say that. But what we had success doing here before was keeping the best talent in New Mexico at home. Mm-hmm. And I think we've zeroed in on that. I think uh, this weekend was really good, and I think it, it shows those kids around here. I mean, those guys got evaluated at our football camp, 
uh, we've watched them on tape and we knew what they could do, but being able to see them in person and height and weight them and measure them and, and be around their personality-wise and see them that way made a huge difference in our, our recruiting evaluation. And so it gave us an opportunity to uh, offer those kids, and um, it, it, was, uh, it was a really good weekend, and I think it speaks volumes for, I mean, those guys have opportunities to play Division One football now, and they'll get more. And if we do a good job with the relationship, I mean, I, that adage is as good as it gets because, I mean, it doesn't matter if, if you want to have facial hair, you better clean it up and make it look nice and tight because if not, you look like a slob, and it's the same <laughs> way with recruiting. If you don't fester those relationships, the kids won't think you're interested, and uh, that's the that's the you want to be a good coach, you better get good players. I, I don't know Nick Trujillo personally. I've never met him. I, I know his, his play in the field at Cleveland. What does it speak to when you send like because when Luke Wysong left Cleveland, he was a runt. You send him back for this recruiting stuff. He a dog now. Like you sent a big old dog in there, and they know they see the growth. Like how did the kids respond to that? Seeing what like a college program can do for an athlete. I think it's. Uh, I think it makes a big impact. I mean, obviously, Luke's younger brother, who we are also recruiting, uh, has seen as hard as they work. And if you watch their family, I mean, their uncle Ben Weissong does a phenomenal job with a bunch of the youth up in Rio Rancho, training them on a daily basis and going up and running in the ditches and hills and all those things. Um, when you get into a college program where you're given the amount of food these guys are given, where the training aspect is every day, whether you want to or not. Uh, I think those guys are seeing that when you do it in that kind of environment, it just makes a difference. Now, there also is a different time. I mean, when you're 16 years old compared to when you're 18 to 23 years old, you, you have more ability to grow. So I think the high school coaches around here do a great job with the kids, and when we get them, they're a lot more prepared to do what we want them to do because of what they've done in high school. Coach, I'm seeing here eight national TV games, and then you have a ninth one on ESPN+. Plus. Is that something going forward with recruiting that will help just to, to let the kids know, hey, we're going to be on national TV, uh, things like that? Or, you know, is that not such a big deal when it comes to getting players to come to UNM? You know, I think, uh, I think 10 years ago it was a really big deal. But now with, with everybody, the way they stream everything, and these mm-hmm. kids, the way they play video games and uh, all the different – platforms that they have i mean I, I don't even think they really care about that stuff um, it's nicer for their families because right. their families can see them play uh, especially the ones that don't live here in albuquerque mm-hmm. so i think that's the biggest part of it and so we sell that more to the families than we do the kids because the kids really don't care i mean mm-hmm. they're going to see it that they find in innovative ways to see those things whether they're on tv or not so um, it's bigger with the families but it's really good for our program to be exposed like that because we can, we can talk to those people back east and point out what time we're going to be on, the ones that we're recruiting and the, the ones that we're recruiting because we have relationships. I think that helps. I think it's more that aspect of it than the kids. I don't think the kids really care anymore. Well, and the thing to me, yeah. you know, from obviously I'm media-based and media-centric and all this, it's what you get support-wise from those broadcast entities because mm-hmm. you, get, you get the top-tier broadcasters, you get the production, you get all the stuff that goes behind it if it's CBS Sports or Fox Sports or the SEC Network, which I think basically just ESPN runs. Right. So, there, yeah, so there's a really fine quality product. But, I mean, talking about the conference, I mean, the conference knows about UNM. This is not a sleeper situation. Well, you got you got nine preseason all Mountain West, is that right? Is it nine of them? Like they're, we did. Yeah, Lobo's not sleeping to the Mountain West. The Mountain West is aware, and I think because of that, you can translate that to you know, kid who's excited to come to the program and say, hey, not only are you going to be seen here in New Mexico, you're going to be seen around the entire conference. I think what they've recognized if we're doing a good job evaluating, 
but as you look at that list, there was not a single offensive lineman from the University of New Mexico on there. Oh, they don't know with that reason. Yet. We we haven't been very good up front, and I think there's a really good chance that after this season that's going to change dramatically. I think we've improved our talent up there, both through recruiting freshmen out of high school, and, and they've had a couple years now, plus we took a couple transfers. So they are recognizing that we're, we're recruiting the right guys. I mean, heck, Oklahoma and USC are – are recruiting the same guys that New Mexico is recruiting, and we're recruiting them first. So, you know, aren't we in the conversation with Oklahoma and FC all the time? So, I mean, we're, we're doing the right things. We just got to continue to, to hang on to them. Well, and speaking of linemen, there's a, you and I were working with Flacker 505 a couple weeks ago, moving like their warehouse to a new warehouse. Huge community effort by the Lobos. You had the 100-ish players and staff came out to help move this thing. And a guy jumped out to me, big number 71, Colin James. And I'm not a guy who spotlights a lot of athletes mm-hmm. individually, but I tell you what, the leadership amongst like this young man, as these players are just trying to literally move right. like clothing, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, it translates off the yeah, field. Yeah, I was about to say you can see it anywhere. Good young man. You know, CJ is going to be a, a a really good player for us, and you're exactly right. When your offensive linemen are yelling at the other guys and telling them what to do, and the other guys do exactly what they tell them to do you have a chance to be a pretty good football team because they have that personality, they have that demeanor, but most importantly, they have that respect. And CJ's done a great job. Now, you, you better get used to uh, acronyms on the O-line because we've got a CJ at center, we've got a DJ at right tackle, we've got a JC at left tackle, we've got an Ife at left guard. So you have to be, be kind of aware of who they are uh, so you don't screw up their names because – I think that's one of the most disrespectful things you can do is mess up a person's name. Well, so right. they've got some great kids, and they're doing some good things. And they line up right across from O.J. Bartley. So, <laughs> so, exactly. so there's a lot going on there. Coach, uh, as far as the camps and as far as uh, recruiting local, it, I mean, it's been a good week for the Lobos. What's coming up, though? you got, obviously, summer's about to wind down here. The players are going to start doing it every day all the time. What's, uh, what's the energy around the field? So we've got a great, we've got a couple things going on. One, our guys are lifting every single day. Awesome. Um, they go Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the weight room. Tuesday, Thursday, it's outside of some kind of change direction speed. I mean, like tomorrow morning, we have a team meeting at 6 a.m., and then we're going to head over to the Sand Hills just south of uh, Montessa Park over there by uh, Mesa del Sol. So we'll be out there. If anyone wants to come join us, bring your, your dune buggies and all those good things, we'll be out there at 6 a.m. right early. Well, I bring a lot of water. It's going to be hot and it's going to be dry. Uh, and then... One of my favorite things, and my wife is, uh, we have, obviously we have Abby, our eight-year-old, who has Down syndrome, and everywhere I've been, whether it be San Diego State, uh, Arizona State, she's always talked about wanting to do a camp for kids with disabilities, and I don't like using the term disabilities, I think they have different abilities. So now that I'm the head guy, we get to have whatever camps we want, and so we're having a camp tomorrow, anybody with a, with a different ability they can bring a buddy. They can bring a sibling. It's not tomorrow. It's Wednesday, excuse me. Wednesday. They can bring a buddy. They can bring a sibling. Uh, there's no charge whatsoever. Uh, everybody will get a T-shirt. Uh, we'll have a little bit of food afterwards. We're going to do some drills. The football players will be involved. Some of our women's soccer players are going to be involved. Uh, it's going to be a great afternoon. Like I said, there's no charge. You can pre-register or you can just show up and register on the day. It's from 1130 to 1. Um, but I think it's an opportunity. The Locker 505 really – was good for our guys, helping them move the things they're moving. When you see uh, all the clothes and all the things that, that we take for granted on a daily basis because we have it, and you hear stories from Kim and her crew about there, there's children in here that have never had a brand-new pair of socks or a brand-new pair of underwear. Just the appreciation that our guys were able to receive in their own lives 
and the blessings that they take. And I thought that was uh, an awesome event for us to be a part of what Locker 505 does for our community. And now that they've gotten to a bigger building and Coach can go uh, throughout the entire state, uh, I mean, it's, it's a great – Kim is a saint, and what she's doing and doesn't take a salary is unbelievable, and it was really good for our kids. So we've got a lot of great things going on in the community, both uh, helping the community and then having kids with different abilities come on by for the, for the camp on Wednesday. So that's, that's what we got going on in Lobo land. Extraordinary Lobos, June the 15th, 11 to 1, individuals with a disability and a sibling or a buddy, no cost, come spend the afternoon with the Lobo football. That is 11.30 to 1. I mean, maybe your boys will get out there, maybe. See, get Robert out there. Robert, you doing yeah. anything? You get out there, hang Let's out? Go. Coach, put Robert to work. Don't let him just lally get Oh, no, you. what? I'm always going to work. There we go. Coach Gonzalez, Let's thank no you. Doubt. Thank you so very much, brother. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all you do, and uh, we've got a lot of great things coming up for football season uh, with you, myself, and Fred are working on some things to try and celebrate football in New Mexico. We got a lot of great things on the horizon, so appreciate you guys. Love your afternoon show, uh, favorite afternoon show. Oh, right, go Lobos! Oh, cut that off. Need that one. <laughs> cut that one off. Send that to the NMAA. Send that to everyone. The NMBA, New Mexico Broadcaster Association. What up? Also, this one, Coach, just teased a little someone. We're working on something big. Hey, I'm not giving no spoilers, boys. When we get back, oh, we got to run our interview. All right, so we're in our interview with the Ice Stubbs. That okay. should run us up to five or no, Mike? Pretty close. Yeah. We'll see where we get. If not, I'll give you a little bit more of a tease on this thing uh, Coach Gonzalez and I are working on. I think it'd be pretty exciting. Forrest Stolting at 5. We're two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back from the break. Joining me, Michelle Montoya and John. And you got to help me out with it one more time. Uh, Del Alonga. John Del Alonga joining me. John, you run Roadrunner Little League? Correct. Okay. Michelle, you run all the community activities at ISO Spark. What are we doing out here on a Saturday on an interview that's running on a Monday? Yeah, so it's Major League Baseball Play Ball Weekend. There we go. So Major League and Minor League clubs across the nation are all hosting events in their respective cities this weekend. Ours is today. Ours is at Roadrunner Little League. We are doing an adaptive clinic oh, perfect. for kids ages 5 to 15. So, John, talk to me a little bit about the importance of partnering with the Isotopes. Talk to me about the importance of being a part of the community and getting some kids out to learn the basics of the games and, I tell you what, uh, laugh a little bit more than they're learning. Yeah, they came. Isotopes came asking us about a, two months ago if go. they can use our field uh, for this. Um, we jumped right to it, and uh, look at it. Look at all these people out here today. Field looks great. Obviously, you guys put a ton of work into prepping this thing for the isotopes because it's such a signature event, isn't it? And it deserves a lot of preparation, a lot of respect. You've been doing it for a lot of years, but this is the first time in a long time. Talk to me, Michelle, about how important it is for these events and ones similar to it to be back as part of the isotopes culture. Yes, we're so excited. I mean, we want every kid to have the opportunity to play. Um, and so this just adds an additional opportunity for those kids with, you know, special abilities to be able to come out and have a good time and play some baseball, learn some fundamentals. Um, it is the first one I've ever done um, since I've been here. So I'm super excited. I keep telling John it takes a whole village um, to get something like this together. So just so thankful to all of our community partners. John, I've been volunteering this morning and I've been getting paid in high fives. And to me, that's that's the finest of all the currencies you can get in an event. Excellent. Yeah, what it means uh, for you and the isotopes, though, what, how do you guys return the favor to the isotopes after this kind of event? Is it bringing Little League out to the park? Is it giving kids the chance to see Major League Baseball players play? Yeah. I told Michelle we should do this more often, uh, maybe twice a year, uh, get them out here and get the kids involved. I know you're wearing a lot of Eldorado gear. I see a lot of Eldorado kids out here. Oh, yeah, we brought the Eldorado uh, 
kids out here. We have 10 of them out here to help out, and they're doing a great job right now. So whenever you guys are approaching community partners, these types of event, on a scale of 1 to 10, why is everyone at 11 at being excited to be a part of it? Honestly, because it just provides another opportunity for our kids to get out here in so many different ways. When I said, let's do an adaptive camp, every single person I talked to said, yes, amen, I'm in. Yeah. So it's awesome. Two months is the timeline that John gave me on working with Roadrunner, but it took a lot of preparation before. Is the formula given to you by Major League Baseball? Is it something that's kind of grown within the Isotopes organization? What's the brainchild behind it? I'm not going to lie. We didn't have very much time to plan this play ball weekend, but we wanted to do an adaptive clinic um, pr prior to this. So I've been talking to a lot of our community partners since January yeah. um, regarding this adaptive clinic. So they jumped on board very quickly. John, this is one of a unique real experience, but you play ball here all year round. I mean, this is, there are kids with this AstroTurf field looks beautiful. How many youths come through this facility all year, and, and how does it service the community? Yeah, we start off in, in March, and we end up in October. Okay, that's, so yeah, that's, that's almost year-round. Yeah. So uh, we have almost cl close to 400 uh, kids here playing here year-round. What's the best way to contact you or contact the field if a team or a player has interest in coming out and, and enjoying the game? Uh, you have to go to our webpage, uh, see www.rrll.org at uh, Roadrunner Little League. Give it to me one more time because I'm a guy that doesn't listen well. <laughs> Just kidding. org, and you can get all the uh, stuff on the webpage. And I know for a fact if you Google Roadrunner Little League, it comes up right away. So that's going to be there for you, friends of the show that are interested in being a part of it. Michelle, anything we missed? Anything you want to make sure we spotlight before we wrap up this interview and, and get back to helping some kids learn baseball? Honestly, I just really want to talk about the uh, organizations that are involved. Carrie Tingley, Special Olympics, Autism New Mexico, of course, Roadrunner Little League, Climbing Tree Therapy, uh, the Lobo Challenger League. Um, there was just so many organizations that I consulted to help me make this a great event. If there's a friend of the show right now listening, and I know there is because I know our track record, that feels like they want to contribute next time and they want to be a part of what you're doing here or in future events. What's the best way for friends of the show to get a hold of you to be a part of the Isotopes culture and helping the community? Email me, Michelle Montoya at mmontoya at abqisotopes.com. Michelle, John, you're the absolute best. Orbits will be on his way. Oh, Orbits on his way? All right, photos at TalkABQ. You're going to see me on Instagram. I'm wearing the Highlands purple today. I was, yeah, I was told to wear, I was told to wear purple, and I told the I said, no one give me a polo, and I said, well, luckily I'm broadcast for New Mexico. I don't know, they got that purple. So, Michelle, John, thank you so very much for coming out. Thank you for being a part of the program, and we're going to enjoy the rest of this day. Yep, at TalkABQ is the social media. Check out Isotopes for all your updates. Be back with it live after the break. Man's not here. It's Robert Gibson joining me today. Yes, sir. Joining us on the program, Forrest Stolting, who runs media and celebrity softball games for the Albuquerque <laughs> Ice Cubs. Forrest, how are you? Doing great, man. How about y'all? Good. Feeling pretty good. Breaking news from this morning. Holly Holm is a member of the Boxing Hall of Fame. There we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well done, Holly. That had put, to happen. Put a photo of herself over the ring there on the social media, looking the part. Didn't see her at WWE on Sunday, though, did we, boys? Uh, Ronda Rousey's in town, had a whole opportunity there. I just ah. knew she was going to come out. I just knew it. Broke my heart. I didn't see her. Nope. 
For us, before the break, we had a nice little interview with Michelle Montoya and John Della Longa over at Roadrunner Little League. Banger of an event this weekend. Oh, my God, it was amazing. Just to see the excitement on the kids' faces was, oh, man, it just wiped your world for weeks and weeks. It was a great thing to see, and I think overall it went a lot, uh, very smoothly, and all the kids had a lot of fun. You're not, giving a, you're not selling hard enough here. They had more <laughs> than a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fair. This, that's fair. And also, so here was the, this is kind of fun, Robert. So we're getting ready to do the event, and when did we start? We started like 9, right? Yep, 9 nine Saturday morning, 9 to 11. You're like, okay, this should be fine. It won't be 1,000 degrees. It was 1,000 degrees. Oh, yeah. And the conversation with friend is like, oh, is it going to be too hot? We can have water stations. Is this whole thing going to go? And I, and I'm literally kind of looking at everyone. I'm like, hey, no matter what, this is the best day like ever for these kids. Oh, like yeah. when they think back, they're not going to think back to it was hot. That's how it should be. Let, uh, see, you're thinking with your adult brain. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. We're always thinking about what's wrong or practical. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, sober brain. <laughs> Do you have a favorite little moment from the adaptive clinic this past weekend? I'm probably seeing uh, Elijah get interviewed by KRK. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was a he was just beaming, so excited to talk to him and explain how much fun he was having, what he what uh, all the different stations he was going to. Incredible moment! It, you missed it, Robert. So this this young cat Elijah, who's eight years old, and um, just a small dude. He's he's a small dude. He's got some mm-hmm. stuff going on in his life. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he's, he got a wheelchair and uh, just loves the game. Loves yeah. the game, right? So he's doing this interview with. Um, uh, KRQE. KRQE, because KRQE supports. Let's number one talk about that. There we go. KRQE Shout goes out. above and beyond. A couple of people in town who don't, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> KRQE puts the love out there, though. Yeah. So Elijah, he gets up and he's got like, he got batting gloves on. He like, he, like, he's ready. Oh, he's <laughs> he's ready. the whole thing. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, hey, what's your favorite thing about baseball? And eight year old Elijah is like, Psh, money. <laughs> no way. <laughs> He's no like, way. Yeah, Tell him the story. What you, what? Is he doing contract talks? Or what? <laughs> so apparently, apparently, after every uh, station he did, after every um, turn he took, he goes, where's my money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cutest little here, scene. And then, so Incredible. One of the young cats. I'm, we're just name dropping left and right because this is such a cool community event. Mm-hmm. This young cat, Liam, who's okay. pitching from El Dorado, he's like a... Freshman, sophomore, and also I'm at that age now where I can't tell you how old a kid is anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, I got no clue. Yeah. Like, whatever. So this kid is either a freshman in high school or he's a senior in college. I have no idea. (laughs) So he's over at El Dorado, and uh, he's pantomiming pitching so the kids can swing the pool noodle for the hit. So anyways, afterwards, Elijah's like, he's like, hey, come over here, young blood or whatever, and Liam comes over. He's like, sign my ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And Liam's like, all right, young blood. Yeah. (laughs) Here you go. Yeah. It was a good little thing, and what like thirty kids or something, a whole bunch of family members. I think about support. thirty-five kids overall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just incredible to see. Roadrunner Little League's the jam. Huh? Oh my god, yeah, they're so accommodating, and the the turf field over there was perfect for these kids, and they put on every single stop to make sure everyone had fun on Saturday. So what you're going to do a whole bunch more, and, and we're going to expand it in a ton of stuff, and eventually we have to do it at Isos Park. Is that a big of a like deal? A plan. I, I sure hope so for sure. We can uh, just add it on to our two uh, two youth clinics that we do every single year. Why not? Something special. Yeah. Being back in the community is a big deal for you boys. It is what it's all about, man. How's Michelle Montoya doing? Killing oh my gosh, she's incredible. She runs all that community outreach. Oh, man, uh, she's she's the best. I mean, she she somehow managed to touch every single person in the community in a positive way, which is extremely hard to do, and she just does it to perfection. So. What you do, one of my favorite things about the Isotopes, promotions. Mm. What do you have coming up this week? Big oh, week. man, we got a packed jam week at uh, Isotopes week. Park this week. Uh, tomorrow night, 
Mariachi's night, our third one right, of the season. Good. Hey, I'll be there. Uh, Taco Tuesday as oh, well. What? Whoa, whoa, and hold up. Wait a minute. What does that Tuesday. mean? Yeah, what does that bar? mean? What's the taco rules on this? Bar? What's gonna the be, rules on this? There's going to be tacos uh, at the contestant stands. At uh, I think I'm not, I'm not sure which ones, but there will be tacos you can buy. Um, different, I think street taco style. Okay. So be on the lookout for that a at different fry bread stands maybe? across maybe the concourse. We're also giving out. Uh, a mariachi's flag to the first okay. 2,000 fans. Well, to the first 1,998. <laughs> your boys are sitting here with two of them right now. And, uh, well, these things are straight fire. Yes, they are. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. it's The designs on there all came from in-house. Rebecca Zook did that, I believe. Yeah. Um, she's an incredible designer. Um, then on Wednesday, Grassroots Baseball will finally be here. We'll have Jeff Ottelson former president of the Hall of Fame. Okay. Gene, Gene Fruth will be here. You mean who's joining the show today, Jeff Ottison and Gene at, Fruth? At 650. Hey. Oh, okay. At, right, renowned photographer. What a coincidence. And then on Wednesday as well, Greg Max would be in town to take pictures with everybody who bought pre-signed copies of the book, Grassroots Baseball, which is a will bring you across, um, starting in Chicago, Illinois, across the country, all, yeah. all the way to L.A. Um, it uh, features New Mexico, Albuquerque, uh, the entire – What's great about baseball in uh, on Route 66? It's gonna be a really fun book to sit to read and look at the pictures, and uh, it's gonna be a treat to get a pre-signed book and to be able to meet Greg freaking Mad Dog yes. Maddox. Yes, I have another question for you, Forrest. I don't know if you know this, but Orbit uh-huh. follows Fred on Twitter. Not did trying you, to flex. Uh-oh. Did you did you put him up to this? Because he's been bragging about this all weekend. Hey, I mean, I can't tell Orbit what to do. He, he he's on his own. It is it is a known thing, you know. Obviously, low hanging fruit there. But if Orbit wanted, wanted to follow Fred, then by golly, Orbit's going to follow Fred. Yep. I mean, there's that influencer that you were talking about. I've sports influencer. There we go. Top of the top. Friday night is Marvel's Defender of the Diamond Night, and I'm into that because Marvel is the only thing that matters anymore. I thought movies were back until Jurassic Park came out this weekend. Wait, really? Crapped the bed. Come on, man. Mm. yeah, you're. A negative person. You're just gonna skip all the way over Maverick. No, gonna... Maverick was fired. Okay, Allegedly, don't, don't do thought. that. Don't don't skip over that. This what's the biggest theater in town? Rio 24. Probably the big screen at Ice Park. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That's where we need to see Maverick. Oh, of course. You know what? We get wow. Can we watch a movie in the ballpark? What's up? Uh, we'll see. I might know a guy. I have to get run up the flagpole. Let's but see. okay, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be the night out if we got like the best baseball movie of all time for Love of the Game, and we put it up on <laughs> the big screen, and we just like have popcorn all night, mm. just hung out, just lay out in the feet in the, up, uh, out in the grass. Put put my orbit blanket down. Oh my gosh! Shoot! Have you orbit, have, hey, you got big dreams, man. I like does, that. Yeah, shooting for the stars. But he, he's talking to you like he's putting pressure on you or something. Course, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Great yeah. idea. <laughs> As soon as, as soon as Forrest goes like, uh, that's why I'm like, I'll, I'll call his hand Foy Fuego right now. Like, well, let's You're go. not shy to ask about uh, <laughs> certain activities. I, that's for sure. Here's I love thing. it. I love Boys, it. I know what is cool. I'm a sports influencer. Yeah. There we go. I'm an like honorable mention. I'm an honorary New Mexico broadcaster Hall of Famer, I assume. Like, I'm really he on assumes. the way up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm telling you it's cool, it's cool. That's what I'm saying. This, he's ahead of the game. There he is. He's ahead of the game. Robert. What's up? We throw a mixer at the Roller King, people are going to turn out. That's how this thing oh, works. Oh, I know. I know that for sure. Duh. Tell me the Roller that's, King. That's your fire. Mm. Yeah, anyways, movies aren't back, but the Marvel movies never left. That's the point I'm trying to get There at. we go. And Saturday, 
We have fireworks and pride night at yes. the ballpark. The first 2,000 fans will get isotopes, flags, rainbow, shows the skyline, some balloons, isotopes loco, really well done by Rebecca Zook again. Um, and then Sunday as well, we have fireworks, so we're really uh, ending the homestand with a big bang. Oh, hey. yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and Salt Lake's got it coming to them. We've, we've had this talk a lot as mm-hmm. far as high-ranked cities. Salt Lake, I think, will forever be in the bottom tier, the F tier, I believe, as the YouTubers call it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they'll ever be able to scale out of it. The, mm-hmm. they just don't so, have the, so you're putting them in the El Paso tier? Well, El Paso kind of stands. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, I was not, trying to figure out what you had going there. Yeah, the, they get their own. They get the El Paso tier. <laughs> Boris, that's, uh, those are all the highlights of the week. And then, obviously, the boys got to get a bunch of W's at home. Because oh, yeah. we, yeah. I tell you what, although – Huge comeback last night. Oh, biggest yeah. comeback of the season. I mean, seven eight, runs. last night? Yeah, eight to one, and then we just rattled off uh, ten unanswered runs, I believe it was, to get that big W. I feel like for the past two or three weeks, we've been so close to making this big turn, but we yeah. just can't quite get over that hump. And so maybe this week is the week after that big comeback win last night. I mean... What's up with Bernard? He can't be here much longer. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Like, homer what game. is the deal? Wow. What? Sheesh, the man is just, he's doing everything right. He's playing excellent defense. Oh, he had two bombs mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. He just, he's, two, he's, he's hitting for power. Yep. He's stealing bases. I mean, like, what more do you want from the man? Oh, he, he, he is doing everything he can. He, he's uh, tied for second in the league in triples, tied for fourth in the league in uh, average, fifth and sixth in slugging and on base, eighth in stolen bases. I mean, can we, can on we, top of that, does it all. The crowd favorite. Duh. On top of that, yeah. fan favorite. Can me and Robert get to sit down and win before the big celebrity? I was going to say, up? we got to get him. Yeah, we got to get him. We have to. We have to. Get some tips, man. Hey, what, what are the tips. rules? Are? He can take one swing. Oh, oh he can. Oh. Went, just I don't know, out. man. I don't know. No, what, man. He messed up no, his swing no, so bad. No, no, <laughs> no. What team would he take a swing for, though? I don't Fine, know. Obviously. <laughs> no, we, we, we're not going to need him. No, duh. Oh, there you go. I like that. Who are we going up against? You got the KML boys, right? <laughs> and then, well, I guess there's other media in town. The paper got guys coming out? Yeah, one from uh, the journal. Okay, we got yeah. KRQE, KOAT, okay. and well, KOAB. Okay. So, KRQE all three TV KOB. stations represented. Mm-hmm. I'm in on that. I mean, can Van Tate feel this position? We're about to find out. That's <laughs> well, actually, he's uh, he's got a wedding to attend. Okay, what's the deal? Who are we? Is there anyone with name value? Is it just me and Robert, the two biggest oh, sports there's influencers? There's plenty of name town? value coming down. You Who, just wait. Oh, Brandon Ortega out there? He'll be there. I know Lee ain't playing infield. He ain't taking no PFP. All right. We'll see. Light him up. That's all right. We'll see. <laughs> this is going to be a good week at Isotopes Park. And then uh, it kind of gets weird here, right? So the June into July kind of like, because Isotopes don't miss a 4th of July weekend. I think it's like nope. MILB rules. It is. Yeah. Every team has to have either game on July 3rd, 4th, or 5th to celebrate the 4th. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you guys got the big one. And that's the party here in town. The, the there's no, I mean, there's other stuff going on. There's nothing else going on. Like, it's there's other just, stuff in town. Yeah. There's nothing else in town. No, it's going to be the isotopes all the way. Those games are usually sold out well yep. in advance. I mean, some of the biggest crowds in isotopes park history are from July 4th. Yep. Um, I'm guessing we're probably going to need to put out berm, seat, berm tickets before the day of. Because, Have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. going to be ridiculous. That's the first time I ever went to an isotopes game was the 4th yeah. of July game. And I was like, is this like this every game? <laughs> I wish. I was yeah, like, be incredible. man, I, I made sure I was the last person out of the parking lot. The, the, I know we're a little early in that. The, that Friday giveaway, the clear backpack, yep. I think sponsored by Supreme. Is that right? Is I that believe. Yeah. What? I think so. Yeah. What? I think so, yeah. 
He was jumping hey, over here. I just turned into a hype beast that <laughs> quick. Yeah. Rob was like, okay, I can find an yeah. right. adjacent. Yeah. I'm not sponsor. Yeah, that, that July 4th game is on July 3rd at Sunday night because we'll be traveling uh, to an away game on the 4th. So playing the next Monday, which is dumb. The yeah. following night. Yeah. 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 So right. usually we have, always have an off night, but because it's the 4th, they decided, eh. We'll, we'll go ahead and travel Sunday night and play the game and give them an off day on Tuesday. Six opportunity at dubs for the boys this upcoming week. How many dubs do the boys get? Six. That's how I feel. There we go. Easy. And if they can ride our momentum on Saturday into the following away game series, like, psh. And by our momentum, I mean literally me and Robert playing. That's yeah. what it's all about mm-hmm. right there, yeah. yeah. No van, though? I mean, he's going to be there. <laughs> that's, a, that's if he survives what he's doing right now. Oh, my gosh. Because the videos, I don't know. Hippie fest? <laughs> yeah. He's at Hippie Fest? No, he, Basically. He sent me and Robert a video where he was at, it was like, I don't remember the name of it, it was like Custom Sandal, sandal Weaving Tent or something station. Oh, wow. They were, they, were like, they, were, they were like threading like Jesus-style sandals yeah. around his toes. And I'm like, please don't send me a picture of your yeah. feet. Wow. It was out there. He's out there. That's what you do on the worst sports weekend of the, week, of the year. Is it? He picked the best time to do what he's doing. He picked up. He's not missing anything. There's a finals game on Friday, right? Which we're about or to Saturday. Talk, which yeah. we're about to talk about when we get back. <laughs> it goes C's. <clears throat> Little oh, it's like that. Hey, <laughs> Forrest Stolting sticking around for Celtics talk after this previewing the game tonight. Two men on ninety five point nine. A little bit of NBA finals talk still with us. Forrest Stolting, the Albuquerque guys, tips because he's a basketball guy now. NBA <laughs> expert. <clears throat> Steph Curry's been beating you up for a long time. Beating me up? Yeah. Oh, man. Just can't, so, yeah, I'm a, uh, born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina. Sorry about that. Home and uh, went to the University of Furman, or Furman University, excuse me. I can't get the name right. You're not sure if you did or not. And uh, David, <laughs> in Davidson, where he went to school, was, was in the SOCON while Steph Curry was there. And, um, yeah, after his big run in the, uh, the tournament the following year, Davidson came down to Furman like they always do. Sold out game. Usually pretty back and forth though, tight competition. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean firm I mean it's Furman. Come on now. Like, let's go. Never even heard. <laughs> <laughs> and in the first half, lighten us up as he usually does. Mm-hmm. Second half, uh our boy Noah States, he uh was going for a rebound. And when he came down, Steph Curry landed on his foot. Turned the ankle. Turned the ah. ankle. Oh. So you he were there for the, the game. The Paladins. <laughs> you were there for the beginning of his ankle injuries. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we talked about that ticket too. Yeah. We talk about it on an air all the time. I don't know anyone who used to have ankle problems. No. Oh man. Like you only <laughs> always. Yep. That uh, what you just described. That's how I broke my ankle coming really? down. Yeah, coming down Ooh. for like like grabbing a rebound. It was a little uh, drop step, little ouch. dunk thing. Came down on a dude. Snapped it. Just snapped oh, it. No. Little ligament. Boy jumps right off there. Does a little curly thing. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is. Not fun. Time to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> you ever cry in front of the boys? Uh, oh, I lost mine that day. I was a baby. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I was like eighteen. I was like, oh nope, can't hold this back. Let's I am go. hurt. We gone. Oh man, crying in front of the boys is you yeah. are hurt. Yeah, that that's something you can't hold in. Uh uh-uh. uh From the live kind chat, of pain. there was NHL games this weekend. Sports. <sighs> Friend of the show, Whitney. No. No, that's not, not really. Not going to count that one. <laughs> no. What's what's NHL? It's it's whenever you accidentally don't type NBA or uh, NFL, okay, or MLB into the Goog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Auto NHL literally <laughs> autocorrects the NFL, and you're like, okay, checks out. 
That game on Friday, though, that was like, um, you ever, all right, so obviously we're a little older. This isn't for us, but like, like you have an 18 year old daughter. Right. And she grew up watching like those Japanese inspired cartoons where mm-hmm. like your team just gets beat up the whole time. Like yes. everyone on your anime team gets beat up the whole time. And then like your main dude becomes like unstoppable yeah. for five seconds. He's got that oh, glow. Man. Yeah, that's what Friday was. <laughs> Steph Curry was super Amazing. Curry. Stephen Curry, which is the same as Steph Curry, but just a little harder. <laughs> but you, we kind of knew that, though. He he started acting, I want to say weird, in the first quarter. When he just hit, like, his first three, he started talking noise. I was like, who is this dude? Is that I, Reggie Miller out there, Larry Bird? Yeah, I was yeah. like, who is this guy? <laughs> and then when he started talking, it was like, I was like, okay, this is – he's about to go off. Well, and you know what's interesting about talking is when you look – because, like, you're a guy who talks. I'm a guy who talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start talking, oh, my gosh, I can't – Everyone needs to know where I don't talk better than me. Like, I got. Yeah, yeah. But he looks to Clay. Clay's mumbling. He looks mm-hmm. to Looney. Looney's mumbling. Yeah. He looks to keep filling out the list. Yeah. Draymond, are you even here? Oh, you don't talk till the podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing to talk about. <laughs> hey, and bet Steve Kerr don't bench him because you know what's going to happen on the podcast. Yep. After you, Steve Kerr. Oh, okay. That's a little heavy. <laughs> That's only if they lose. Only Forget if they you. lose. Forget only you. if they lose. You think he'd take a benching and a W? No. Who? Draymond. He did. Yeah, well. He did. He did. He sat him down. That ring, man. They sat him. There you go. They He sat him down. There's a difference. Fourth quarter of it, like five minutes ago. Shoot. That ain't nothing. He played the rest of it. Sit down. We're, it, we're, we're down two. Sit down. Yeah, we need Looney who will get a rebound. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> and top five player in the world, Jason Tatum, whenever you're oh, ready to man. start, now nah, would be the time. You jinxed him ever since you said that. He hasn't played worth squat you're talking about jimmy butler's father jason tatum he needs to be jimmy butler's uncle or something jalen brown is still in all the shine hey jalen brown is about to walk away that guy he is but here's the thing on the road in san francisco mm. during pride month there's no way <laughs> i wasn't ready for that <laughs> celtics ain't gonna go in there catholic church and all that no yeah no. tonight's gonna be the Okay, okay. The way the Celtics played the fourth quarter in the in the first game, that's how I believe the Warriors are going to play this entire game. It's just going to be bomb blowout city. I think. Mm. Right, for I think so. No, no chance. I, I think so, man. They, think about it. They all haven't played well. Only Steph's been carrying them. The only place they're going to come out of that funk is at home. Here's here's what you low key just said though and didn't mean yeah. to say it. What's you that? low key just said cuz first and fourth, yeah. get it? How you open, how you finish, yeah. get that stretch. Mm-hmm. You just said don't know how to make adjustments, don't know how to make changes. Mm-hmm. Cuz Steph or excuse me, Steve Kerr, he come out, he don't bring it out in the third quarter like you'd expect him to. Cuz they don't make those adjustments in halftime. You're like, "Fred, they do make adjustments. They don't make the adjustments to the adjustments." Right. Cuz you can't just be one step ahead, you got to be two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. But but and he can't do. It. He got to wait till the fourth. Here's the scary thing about the Warriors though. They haven't had a game where they're all on. And they're used to they're used to having at least one or two of those games. I agree. Have the Celtics though? Yeah. Well, that uh, first game. Less Jason Tatum. Yeah, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum's the only one who hasn't. And if he comes out fire tonight, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got – need him. It'll, it'll happen eventually. Like, he needs to play how Steph played this last game. Yep. If I'm Jason Tatum, number one, I put in country grammar. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to shoot well. <laughs> 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 I'm mad at Jason Tatum because they got a guy off the bench clamping him up. 
the European guy. I don't even remember his name. I don't even know his name. His name, <laughs> his jersey doesn't even have a name on it. He's wearing his European jersey. I think oh, his wow. name is not Gary Payton Jr. It's exactly. <laughs> I was like, who is this dude? Yeah, that's He's not clamping Gary him up. Who He's is you? He's clamping him up. He's from like Yugoslavia. He's like 40. Man. You know they don't have this right age over here. And they're like, All right, we're going to start Pritchard in the third. We got this whole plan here. And you're like, what? How, this is what you're going to do? And then Golden State be like, we don't, we don't know how to resolve this. We don't. Okay, we'll wait till the fourth. And also, why Monday night? Oh why didn't this God. happen last night? Well, actually, I'm glad it didn't. But, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, because we were WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little WWE house show. Yeah, I'm looking up the guy I'm talking about. I'm not even going to try to say his name. Uh, go ahead and try. Uh, Nemanja Jellica. That's but Jellica has right. a B in the front of it. <laughs> definitely not right. <laughs> Nemanja Bajelica. I'd love to see you like broadcast like an indoor <laughs> soccer game. Oh, no. I'm a numbers guy all day. Jordan Poole, too good. <laughs> oh, man. Jason Tatum. He need to put down. He needs to come out. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Because also, because you know how these dudes are. Jason Tatum is the dude who, after the game, is tuned into Draymond's podcast. Like yeah. Jason Tatum, after he loses the game, by the way, lost the game, he's the dude who like only puts focus on that. Yeah. He's not looking at the next game. He's not looking to go to San Francisco. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, another thing he needs to stop doing is talking about Kobe Bryant. All the time. Stop it. Wearing his bands. Come on, man. Uh, purple he, and green? He acts like they went to high school together. This New Orleans? I was just talking to Kobe last night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all just got this trash Ouija board. No, he he actually sends him. Did you see the text? Stop. No, he doesn't. I, I didn't see Kobe. whatever you're about to say. Yes, he texts Kobe. I just pushed my finger so hard he, into my palm. He texts Kobe, and then he screenshot it and put it up on his Instagram. We did this. I hate Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. That's your boy. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. He'll turn. No, no. I was like, okay, this is clout chasing now. That's 100%. Uh, he got a 24 tattoo just like a last week. Also, Vanessa, go ahead and turn that number off. Like, I'm yes, gonna, please do. Like, why are you keeping that number yeah. on? Yeah. Now, also, kind of morbid, do you guys keep numbers in your phone like that? Somebody pass you keep that? No, the only, I don't. I don't, but then on social media – yeah, that's where it. Yeah, up. so I, I found out one of my best friends from high school, his sister passed away oh. two years ago. Oh, and it was her birthday COVID. yesterday. Be COVID. No, it was it was actually the other c word. It was oh. cancer. Sorry, and I felt bad because I was like, I didn't know mm. because she her profile is still up and nobody took it down, and so I had to text him. I was like, hey man, I'm sorry, I didn't. But yeah, the 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 phone number, yes, it's the social media. That's the hard one. Keep that one. Yeah. So a lot of them go to memoriam. Like so, when what? someone I, I've never seen that. Okay, so maybe that's something that's more prominent where I'm from than where yeah. you're from. I've never seen that. But like, so like people in my life that are of like passing status. I don't know dead people. I don't know what other yeah. word. Passed away. Yeah, yeah, people who have passed. They uh, it can switch over. So like, and you can set it up. What? Too. Yeah. So on social media, it's I didn't like know that. mine are set up like. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. I don't want to set Twitter. mine up because I don't even think about that. <laughs> I'm just going to give my daughter all my passwords. Like, hey, keep hey, mine going. Mine goes Say stuff that you think I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you just book out a bunch of jokes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Drop this one on yeah. June You're the like, 12th. Just schedule out <laughs> yeah. for the next 50 years. You have a little notebook that, and on the cover it says, if Jamie Foxx becomes president. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> just drop it. Just hand it out. Steph Curry's going to have a big night. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. 
This is going to be the lowest scoring game of the year. What? No give, way. He's, he might hit a 50 burger tonight. Uh, everyone's mm. forgot how to shoot. They forgot their muscle mechanics. They didn't play since two weeks ago. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's wrong with Jason Tatum. Yeah. I think that's what's wrong with him. He needs to play 41 minutes every other night to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There are people like, it's like, are you familiar with drugs? That's what it's like. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. You want me to incriminate myself? Right never, never heard of Nuh-uh. it. Never since Dare. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Poole's going to be that guy. Minute 30, excuse me, one hour 30. So it's on at 7. That's right, Michael? Right, right. When am I going to watch this? All seriousness, though, Mike, I think it's Clay Thompson's night. He hasn't done anything. This is the guy that will come out and. Well, I think like Looney needs to step up. That would help them greatly if he started making some plays and scoring. You know who's been picking up his slack and nobody's talking about it? Wiggins. He had like 17, 18 rebounds last game. He there never is- played like that in, in where is he from? Minnesota. He never right. played like that. Also, a little bit on this guy, too, because I think Golden State's going to take it in seven, obviously. That's my opinion. And because they're going to take it in seven, I'm almost just ready for free agency now. Because, like, I, this to me is all but over already. Mm. And you're like, two games. Even though it's two to two. Even though it's two to two. Yeah. It's as tight as it could possibly be. But I'm like, oh, home court to the I Golden feel the State? Same way. Cool. Where is. What's New Orleans going to do with their roster? I felt like Boston had to win that last game. And for they did have, not. For them to win this, they had to win that last when game. When you're saying for them to win it, I'm saying for them to even be in the mix. Ooh, because they're not in the mix. I think Friday night was the turning point of the series with the way the good the way the game Curry had. Yeah. Also, if you're so bad, where a guy like Jalen Rose is making fun of you, that is bad. <laughs> That's a new low. Because Jalen Rose, who by the way is a little bit of a knockoff Buck D. Hey, he's a hey. No, nah, I'm a knockoff him, bro. <laughs> Even though I'm older. Boris Stolpe, no. you were the best. Thank you for hanging out with us so very, so very long. At 6.15, Gene and Jeff, give us a little bit of preview on what we're going to go over whenever Gene Fruth and Jeff Idelson join us at 6.15. Yeah, they're going to pretty much talk about, or Gene's going to talk about how she chose uh, different spots in, in around New Mexico and Albuquerque to highlight and her experiences there and how grassroots baseball came to be an organization. Um Going to talk about Greg Maddox being there and the event at Isotopes Park this uh, Wednesday, how you can purchase the book in advance and be able to get a pre-signed book by Greg Maddox, Jeff Adelson, and Gene Froth, and be able to get a photograph with them as well on um, uh, Wednesday night. And then one more time, the name of the book is what? Grassroots Baseball Route 66. There you go. You got it. You can purchase it at abqisotopes.com right now. So please go ahead. They're only a few left, so they're going to go quick. I mean, you better get them. What, Cash App, Venmo, yeah, Apple Pay? Eh, credit card. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, something that, so they will get their money. <laughs> Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're spending Wednesday night over at Hollow Spirits. Doing the program, Isotopes take over after that, and then we're hosting the United Watch Party is there on the road. And I spent all weekend with Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM. Back on the program from the live chat. People really believe hockey is a sport. <laughs> Friend of the show, Whitney, is on one. Yeah, she almost. Whitney listens pretty regularly. She contributes pretty regularly. She do love that hockey. You're saying, hockey don't move the meter. We're going to do bits? Pushing a hockey bit? I won't go too far. 
You know what I got to do if we do a hockey bit? Learn hockey players. Yeah. What? The game, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> the rules I get. And if we're keeping it local, if it's like an ice wolves thing, shoot, yes, I'm in. Well, I was going to say I've been I've been to a to a um, Anaheim game. Okay. Had a ball, but I can't tell you how the game was. It was just you know the I was in the environment. It's a good environment. Yeah, the environment was great. But as far as what happened and the game, I don't know. I don't remember. Michael, you're a big hockey cat. You been watching the Huge. hockey? Do you tune into that? Yeah, uh, you mean just to a hockey game? As yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, here's the only thing I know about hockey definitively is that it's the best looking sport in HD. That white background, that strong contrast, mm. players on the ice, the puck moving. Hockey to me was like, okay, this is why HD exists. And a lot of listener right now, a lot of friend of the show was like, really, you talking about HD? HD's been around for a long time now because of hockey. Hockey was the look. I don't know nothing if about it. If you go to a game, to a live game, you'll be amazed. Yeah. You'll, you'll be hooked. So I've been to a grip of St. Louis Blues games. So that's right. Okay. From yeah. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as you following the sport and no. the game, you're out. I know they won the President's Cup in 1999, and I couldn't tell you anything since. Mm-hmm. I think 20 years later, they won the Stanley Cup. Yes. See, I only know the big names, like the legends. I don't know... No. You know Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I know those guys. They won yeah. three years ago your blues. Mark Messier. Messier, yeah. Jeremy Roenick. Yes. Those are the ones. Yeah, see, I know those yeah. names. Adam Banks, Charlie Conway. No, you lost me. Oh, they both, <laughs> they both play for the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I probably watched them play. Don't even Slap know. shot. Fulton Reed, the Hanson brothers. <laughs> the Hanson brothers are still making a grip of money off slap shot. Yeah, they are. You go if you right now you Google like where are the Hanson brothers and I'm not talking like bop bop dop do bop oh not that bop dop I'm talking about the dudes from Slapshot the Hanson brothers making bank years later just every mall signing ever yeah good for them okay so you went to go see Backstreet Boys would you go see those you see the Hanson Hanson no, brothers you they, they didn't slap for me the way yeah, the Backstreet they, Boys I was did. gonna say oh, I was gonna hope hope that you said no. They got not even close. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I would see the other one though, in sync. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My my threshold would be ninety eight degrees. Nick that's Lachey. It. Yeah. Big Nick Lachey guy. Yeah. So I don't. And that's because of the show that he had when him and uh, what's her name Simpson were together. Oh yeah, the Nick Lachey show yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The I'm not Tony Romo show. <laughs> the thing about the Backstreet Boys concert Saturday night, which by the way. They only have bangers. There's no B-side to the Backstreet Boys. Everything was a Oh, no. See, that's back when you used to have to have the bangers. Yeah, they were needed. Yeah. Because there wasn't the machine pushing you. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like they're probably no, they products of the machine. But do they, they have B-sides? No. 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 Matter of fact, I got to put you on this Netflix okay. that shows you that they were a part of a machine, but their producers were like from Sweden or something. I know exactly what you're talking about. Have you seen that? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that, but I know about Young and Carl you, like, or yeah. whatever. And Yeah, and they were just yeah. plugged in. We're going to put you yeah. in the, the factory. And Here's the bang formula. Out. Yep. yep. Yeah. Add a pretty white one. Add a pretty Hispanic one. Yep. Add a taller pretty white one. Mm-hmm. Add one that's gothic adjacent. There's no brothers in Backstreet Boys. Oh, because we already have boys to men. Yeah. 
Boy, that, see, don't get me started. Well, go. Don't get me started, man. Hey, boys <laughs> because boys the men the is the standard. one. They, if you think about it, Boys to Men brought that whole dynamic yeah, of, of boy band harmonizing. Um, they yeah. brought it back. They got to the pinnacle, and then they're like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa!" Actually, it was the group take. Come six. back to Earth. We can't. We can't. Oh, look at All Mike right, going right. deep. Okay, Michael. Mike's going too deep now. Yeah, he's on bended knees. Yeah. <laughs> no. So <laughs> you have Boys to Men, but then as soon as the other groups came out, yet and seen. Yep. Backstreet Boys, uh-huh. 98 Degrees. Guess what happened to Boys and Men? People forgot about them. They didn't get forgot. Universal made them get forgot. They said, yeah, stay this, back here. Yeah, this ain't back of the bus. This ain't what it is. Ooh, I don't like what you're saying because yeah, it's not very real. You, that's what happened. I'm telling you. Forced they, MDs. People. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, is, Mike, has, Mike has R&B Tourette's right now. He's just naming off. <laughs> He's naming anyone who ever sung a backup lyric for Mariah Carey. He's like, Levert. Uh. <laughs> hey, what's, what's up, Casey and JoJo? They, L- LSG. Yeah, they in the mix. <laughs> Keith Sweat. Keith has gone off. <laughs> oh, man. So dumb. <laughs> Kenny Lattimore. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't with you, Michael. That's That's hilarious. Oh, I, I'd never really been to like a boy band concert. I'm 37. I've never really been yeah. to like a boy band concert. Mm-hmm. And my lady, who's how old's my lady? She's 32. Mm-hmm. So this was like her wheelhouse stuff, right? Yeah. So we're there with, like I said, 10,000 or 12,000 of her closest friends, and I had never heard that high pitch, like like woo Uh-oh. girl. You that, know what I'm talking that, about? That shrill? That wood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one. And not the one when when you at the corner bar and your favorite touch tunes comes on. Oh, no, no. Not no. that one. No. I'm no. talking like I cannot control the noise that my body is making. Yeah. And like you watch like those Beatles or Elvis documentaries for years and you don't get it. Because I never got it. I was like, what do you mean it was so piercing? Yeah. Dog, it's that yeah. piercing. Dog. I like, yeah. You were in the presence of it. I turned to my lady and I'm like, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Can you earmuffs me? Can you can you earmuffs me, please? She's like, you'll be fine. You were, I was like, I wear headphones for a living. Yeah. Figure it out. Good little show this past Saturday night at the Backstreet Boys. Gotta I'm, grab I'm one? just being quiet. I'm waiting for Mike to name somebody else. I, I stopped. Well, Mike Mike was taking calls. Oh, okay. What was that? Was that was that one of those, hey, enough Backstreet Boys talks? Uh, it kind of, yeah. It had <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. it. I knew it. We get a lot of that flavor. That's all right. When Tim, when Teen NSYNC starts calling the program and telling us to stop talking about Backstreet Boys, we get it. 30 short minutes away from Gene Fruth and Jeff Idelson joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about their new book, Grassroots Baseball. It's kind of the journey of baseball number 66. That's going to be a lot of fun. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We need to set up a Patreon for the commercial break. Because me and you just broke down the entire history of the failure of boys to men and how having access to major labels is the only way that music survives, which is like crazy. Justin Bieber shows up and Alan is like, we got you. Justin Bieber gets Bell's palsy today, by the way, fellow survivor, I'm feeling you. <laughs> hey, when I have Bell's palsy, my face just stopped working. So it's not something you this does it go away or what? My I mean mine did to like the what are high ninetieth percentile. Okay. But there was a period, I I'll show you some videos of the break, where like just the left side of my face just didn't work. 
Like, so I could, like, squint and smile and do everything on the right. And then on my left, all I could do is, like, move my own eyelid with my mm-hmm. finger because it wouldn't – I couldn't blink. And then I could wipe drool out of my mouth. Well, I just feel like Justin Bieber, he's not on Medicaid or nothing. Like, he he's – you know what I mean? I feel like he's got a team of – Viral, dog. Viral. They said, uh, Freddie, you got any stress in your life? I said, yes. Look at my life. <laughs> Fred, is there any reason you may have come across a transmitted disease? Wait, wait. These are the questions they ask you? Yes. Fred, you're, have like, you, you're Fred, like, I'm a man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, all day. Fred, have you any time in the last this period had unprotected sex or with anyone? Uh, the, the answer is yes. <laughs> Obviously. At look, what age do you stop lying about that? Is, <laughs> like as you get older? Yeah. When you, you get older, you don't care. Uh, you're like, yeah, what? Hey, when I end up in that retirement home that I end up in years <laughs> later, years from now. Oh, you're going to be that guy? You already, I'm going to oh. run. Hey, I'm going to volunteer run the library. I'm going to know everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Dewey Decimal. <laughs> Fred Decimal. Dewey Decimal sis. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> a little bit more of a serious note. AEW star and former WWE legend Jeff Hardy, famously of the Hardy Boys. Arrested last night under suspicion of DUI. This is a thing for Jeff Hardy. It's happened to him countless, countless times and unarrested even more times. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Jeff, my guy, Uber, Lyft, anyone. No, I'm going to go deeper. Keep going. Stop drinking. Stop. Oh, cut it out. You're going to end up. Where we're not going to get the the story is going to be a way worse ending. Because mm-hmm. this third time caught in the last ten, I said caught. There you. Oh, that's a good good word. Good word. And I'm this guy over here because I don't like I'm I'm and I'm like hard about it. We went out. We went to WWE last night. Enjoyed it, enjoyed yeah. the show. Have a couple. Stop an hour early. Take a little bit of time in the parking lot. You're golden. What's he blunt? What's his What's his BA at? Point two nine four. Figure it the, out. The legal limit in Florida, I believe, is the same as it is here. Point zero eight. I believe that's. I believe that's nationwide. That's nationwide. It's huh? like a federal thing. I think. I don't know. I think. Here's the thing. You were just talking about Justin Bieber. You don't have no Medicaid. Jeff Hardy don't either. Get the help you need. Right, and, and he's got so many avenues, oh. and he's had so many avenues, and he talks a good game. I'll give him this. Every interview where this comes up, whether it be a podcast or a real sit-down interview, the problem is people don't – they softball the questions. So it's, he, he sounds real good when he addresses it. Nobody really, really nails it to him. Nope, I've never seen anybody nail it to him. you got to set yourself up for success. You know you're going to be out. You're not going to be in this environment. Do the right thing. Here's the thing. If you can't set yourself up for success – don't submit yourself to that environment. Yep. By the way, I do recognize alcoholism as a disease. I very much have had an impact on my life and people that I love and surround me. Have to get the help. Have to. Yep. Mental health wasn't real to me until I suffered from it. Top of the hour when we get back. NFL talk. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Six o'clock. Quitting time for you. This is like the one day of the week we have to do three hours. We don't do three hours anymore. What's up with that? Yeah. It's for good reason, though. A little ice toast baseball? Yeah, ice toast baseball. A little bit of uh, uh. You might remember 
bunch of years ago. Mark Kelso, do you remember this cat? He used to play for the the Bills. So he had a yeah. football helmet. The the big bubble helmet. Yeah. It looked like uh like the Martian. Toad. Yeah. <laughs> like Toad. <laughs> like Super Mario Toad. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So he had a little mushroom tip on his head. And and it, it kind of looked a little different, but you were like, okay. Mm-hmm. And Mark Kelso, I believe, played safety. Maybe he was defensive back, but I think he was a safety. So this would have been late 80s, early 90s. And he wore it towards the end of his career. Right. He only kind of really got famous because Jim Kelly was on that team, you know. Mm-hmm. He was he was like Steve Tasker light. Oh, I agree. That's Good, what yeah, there you go. Yeah. Also, I think that helmet is in the NFL Hall of Fame. <laughs> For what? <laughs> you don't don't play with me like that's that. That's serious. I you know what? All my life I wanted to go to the NFL Hall of Fame, but if that helmet is there, I don't want to go. It's there. No, it's not, man. Kelso autographed the helmet, gave it to teammate and Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. Years later, Kelly donated the helmet alongside numerous other pieces of <laughs> memorabilia to the Hall of Fame. For what? Tax write-off, dog. It's always what it is. It's so funny when you look up his name, and that you know how to have the little questions when yeah. you Google. It says, who wore the big helmet for the Beals? <laughs> so that's the dude, though. Yeah. So, right now... NFL training camps, right? Right. Cool. Cool. The NFL requires use of helmet covers at training camps to reduce head injuries. So now all these players are wearing, they're all wearing it. So Aaron Donald's wearing it. No. I'm dead. I'm. No. Oh, boy. And I don't know a lot about helmets. Like, I'm not over here, like, knowing something. Here's the little bit I do know. Okay. They can stop bullets. They can stop motorcycles. They can stop something, something astronauts. Like, I know helmets can be done in a way that can be done really good. And this thing is just damn goofers. Oh, my good. <laughs> I didn't. So, I did little inside baseball for the listener. I didn't tell Rob about this before the segment because I wanted your reaction. <laughs> this looks, you know what this looks like? You remember when. Video games got really good visually. Yeah. And they would bring in the athletes or the, whoever the people were, and they put all the little balls over them and, to mimic their movements. That's exactly what this looks like. Like stop motion? Like when, yeah. like when Acclaim or Konami or whoever was making Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yes. But it's like way more padding in, on it. It looks like a big styrofoam it looks dome. Like, it looks like if your helmet had airbags mm-hmm. and they all yep. airbagged. Yep. So Guardian Sports manufactures this protective headgear, which they claim reduces 33% of head impact, protects the helmet from wear and tear, keeps the player's helmet cool. Don't understand that one. As they really put it over on their website. I think Wes Welker wore it for a minute, too. It was too late for him. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm reading this. Mint juleps and molly down at <laughs> down the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> hey, kids, how you get successful? Just hand out $100 bills to your fans when you're all hyped up on mint juleps and molly, allegedly. So I'm looking at this. This is Guardian Sports protective headgear, and they're going to wear this through, like you said, every preseason practice between the start of the training camp contact session and the second preseason game? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So we're going to – no yep. way. I'm no, yes. no, no. I love it. They're going to wear this through the first two preseason games? Like on the field? Uh-huh. <laughs> no. 
Also, (laughs) if you go to right now the Pittsburgh Steelers social media, it's the best example because all these quarterbacks are wearing it. And it's one of those things where, like, okay, have you ever seen, like, a baby that has to wear, like, a crown-shaped thing? Mm -hmm. That's what this is. It looks like they won't fit through doorways. Yeah. Now, in the famed words of my father. (laughs) Oh, my God. Function over fashion. My dad claimed all my childhood. And I would say, no, Dad. This Sean Kemp jersey is cool in the winter. It's keeping me warm. This picture of Najee Harris. Looking a fool. (laughs) You know how you have the special forces when they go in the movies and they're in the jungle and they have, like, the grass and stuff on their helmets and all that where it's just big and it's what it looks like. And then Najee has the braids. Like, he's still trying to look cool with the visor. You can't look cool with this on your helmet. It's very. Stop it. Aesthetically, (laughs) it's very bad. They have to have a better design for this. Because playing football is one of the sports where you want to look cool. Helmets look cool. Yeah. This ain't it. And and like. Hey, Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim County, St. Louis, Missouri, formerly of everything in between the Mississippi River and the Pacific. The Rams have a cool horn on their helmet. Not when Aaron Donald puts this dealio over it. No. And also, I am a sports influencer. How did I miss this coming up? Nobody consulted with you or anything. This is not it. Football trauma, head trauma is the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm on record. Right. Hey, brutal sport. It sucks. CTE is disgusting and awful. Hear me out, though. Just take all the helmets off. It's not a, it's not a weapon if you're not wearing it. Nah, I disagree. I don't know, don't then you got rugby. Think about a dude like James Harrison. Without a helmet on. And you don't have a helmet on. Just steady cracking his own <laughs> Oh, nose. my goodness. Like Bill Goldberg slipping his hand, oh, his head into the wall before. Yeah. Going out and just getting beat up by the Undertaker. They must not have any young guys in that department of aesthetics. Because this is bad. It's not good. Especially for it to be on display the way that it is. I can see if it was, like, hidden or it's some extra stuff inside of the helmet. It goes over the top of the helmet. It looks like when you're a kid and you're making mallows for a s'more (laughs) and you push the mallow down over the tip of the stick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it rolls over at the bottom. Yeah. And then it expands after you heat it up. It looks like a mallow that you put in the microwave and you just let cook until it got so big. It got to critical mass. Yeah. It, it makes everyone look like a supervillain in training. Like they're, 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 they might can take over the world, but they still haven't figured it out yet. So they're still hooked into whatever machine. <laughs> and this Guardian Caps or whatever, just hear me out, guys. You didn't have to get like the head to mold this thing. You didn't have to go to Peyton Manning. Because that's the only head that this helmet would fit on is Peyton Manning. <laughs> they could just put this on his head and a chin strap. It got done. You're good. You're straight. 
It's only mandated for certain positions. Both sides of the line, linebackers and tight ends. So the dudes who hit their head all the time. Why are the what? quarterbacks in Pittsburgh wearing it? I was going to say. The, <laughs> no, oh, they have running to be, backs. They had to be just making fun. and they just Somebody snapped a picture because why would they have it? And you know right now, there's some like friend of the show's listening, like friend of the show who like loves his gun, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This helmet isn't for my protection; it's for yours." <laughs> and you're like, "What? <laughs> Be safe out there, boys." So I have a, I have a question. I'm I'm just looking at the Najee Harris because you you got me on the Steelers.com, yeah. and this is the third picture. He has no pads on. Why does he have that on his helmet? Because they're not going to be hitting anything. You got to wear it to film. You got to wear it to the shower. <laughs> what, is, yeah. what is going on? He has no pads. He's got on basketball shorts, no pads, nothing but a helmet with that thing on top of it. Were they going to go out there and just just do the Oklahoma drill like that? Well, that cat who played for the 49ers, um, Steve Wallace. Yeah. So he had that thing, right? And he was a defensive lineman. And it was just like foam. It was just like whatever they made like Yoda out of for the Empire Strikes Back. And he would just just bang against dudes. And at the end, that thing was just chipped away. That thing was like. Yeah. And like, I don't, have you ever punched foam? Foam don't just chip. Like these dudes are battling. Kind of weird. When, when the foam chips is because it's dried out. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah. It's, you may have gotten it wet and it dries out and it, it's like a cast. How do you go into, like, an equipment room in the NFL and be like, hey, listen, y'all. Like, all right, got it. Hey, exhibit, right? Dog, I heard you like helmets so much. I made a helmet for your helmet. Like, people are like, this is, this is not stupid. Said no one ever. Also, 100% worth it if it, present, if it prevents concussions. Anything to reduce injury, I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a different way, though, like. That's not it. Also, there's no, there's no way they're going to wear them in games. I'm telling you, they're going to be mandated for practices, but come game time, you can take them off. Because <laughs> they don't want it to look stupid on TV. Because everybody will be offsides. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for real, the, yeah. the helmets will be just pressed up against each other at the line of scrimmage. And also, because they're all foam, you just hear squeak, squeak, yeah. squeak. <laughs> it's like a rainy day. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah, what if it rains? Does it does it soak in water? Make Shoot. It, you got to have a strong neck. Michael, is that what it is? It a chia pet thing? <laughs> they put chia seeds on it. Could be illegal procedure, five yard penalty, second down. <laughs> also legit. Did you know chia seeds that you eat, just like super delicious chia seeds, are also the actual seeds for chia pet? Same I didn't thing? know that. Why does it they grow in your stomach? Yeah, okay, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Hey, Robert's obsessed with wives' tales. A lot of Robert's base knowledge about life is from urban legends and wives' tales. It is. Today, That's it, my dream, man. I want to I get in an RV, go across the country, and disprove it or tell me it's, it's real. That's what I want to do. You want to go like the great northeast and I look do, for Bigfoot? Yeah. yeah. Not, not actually look. Just talk to people. That claim they saw. Him. Yeah, I don't want to go in the woods. I just want to stop at the cities and be like, for real, Bigfoot. Yeah. And every, here's the one question I'd always ask. I'd go, was it sexual? They'd be like, what? <laughs> just answer the question, sir. <laughs> it's not a Denny's. 
Today's I-9 varsity is the varsity of Jeopardy boxes. Okay, that's going to be a good I-9 varsity today. Before we get to that, Gene Fruth and Jeff Idelson will join us. We'll talk about their new book, Grassroots Baseball. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. We're spending Wednesday night over at Hollow Spirits, and then a big watch party for the United. Come hang out with your boys. And this past weekend, while we were enjoying the WWE, we were enjoying a little bit of Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, if you ask me a question, and it's something along the lines of, like, Fred, what's your favorite flavor? I would say baseball. If you're like, Fred, what is your favorite hot? I would say baseball. <laughs> if you're like, Fred, what was your first love? I would say baseball. And then you, if you were to say, Fred, what is number two to baseball and all these things? I would say Americana and how fortunate we are to have Gene Fruth and Jeff Idelson with us who have combined my two favorite things into the medium of reading. I have to read, I have to read an entire book, but I'm going to do it. Grassroots Baseball, <laughs> our team, Gene and Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you, friends? Well, great. Thanks for having us. And now you're my new favorite radio guy, Fred. That's yes. So someone hey. asked me, Gene, who's your favorite? It's Fred. That's well. Hey. Yes, and thank you. So, Sorry. Gene, you, you you are not aware of my roots. See what I did there. Nice. But being from St. Louis, Missouri, Route 66, the mm. St. Louis Cardinals, Americana, everything that's baseball. By the way, congratulations on getting Ted Simmons here in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about Greg Maddox right now. But you are literally telling the story of this country. Tell me how excited you and Jeff are to be able to do this, Gene. Oh, it's really exciting. And now, you know, after three years of documenting baseball and Americana along Route 66, having the opportunity to come back and do this book tour um, to all the places, including St. Louis. But our next stop, as you know, is Albuquerque. There we and we're go. heading yeah. to the isotopes. But go. it's just been a wonderful experience. 2,448 miles by RV. Pretty good. How do I get that life? I was just telling Fred, that is something I've always wanted to do. And not only that, you're doing it, but you're adding the nostalgia and then the fun of baseball. Is it? Some people are probably listening to me and saying, why would you want to do that? Can you tell us how fun it's been so far? It's been a lot of fun. As the guy that's driven all 2,448 miles, I can, I can tell you firsthand it was fun. Uh, that RV was a lot a lot of fun to be in. And, uh, you know, as you go across the country, you start to see just how, how much baseball impacts so many small communities and large cities along Route 66 through all eight states. The Americana is uh, off the charts in a lot of places. St. Louis, of course, you have the Arch and so many other world's largest rocking chair things like that, but uh, the route was a lot of fun, and driving the RV was the way to do it. So as you guys are researching, and, and you're literally getting your fingertips dirty, and, you, and you're finding locations and stories, where are you doing it at? Is it archives? Is it, did you just spend an entire month at the Negro League Hall of Fame? Like, what was the approach to, to the finding the sources? Because to me, the exploratory had to be the best part. Uh, doing the research was certainly rewarding, and we learned a lot of things along Route 66. Some we knew, you know, from our research, and others were just a surprise when we got there. But it was a lot of research that went into it. And, of course, we're documenting the amateur game, everything from Little League, all, you know, old guys it. playing uh, rec um, vintage baseball in Missouri. We've got baseball on uh, uh, reservations in New Mexico. 
and just and kids playing wiffle ball on the shores of Santa Monica and just everywhere. We have women playing baseball in L.A. So it's baseball all along Route 66, all levels of the game, and, of course, all these wonderful minor league ballparks, you know, telling the stories of minor league ballparks, and then tied in and weaving in all the Americana along Route 66. And as you said, baseball... And Route 66, it doesn't get more Americana than those two things. So the project came along just, like, so well because of all the research that we did. Jeff spent a lot of time between our books, our resources, you know, for people that we know, and, of course, um, just all the minor league ballparks, Little League helping us. And we had so many people along the way that joined us and helped us put this project together. Speaking of some of the people that contributed, um, you had eight individuals, different states, they contributed essays about their lives growing up in those states along Route 66. Um, I'm, I'm reading here you have Hall of Famers like George Brett, uh, Bench, Tommy, Alex Bregman from right here in Pretty Albuquerque. Good. Pretty good. Um, Billy Hatcher. Then from your from your city, Ryan Howard. My boy. How how was how excited were you guys to get them to contribute those essays to the cause? Oh, we were really, really excited, and they all wanted to participate. They, they, yeah, it's interesting. You think, oh, okay, I better get two or three with each because you might get some no's. Nobody said no. And Ryan Howard, Fred Ryan Howard, talked about playing trombone at Bush Stadium. That was the first time he was ever there in the high school marching band. So cool. Uh, to getting ice cream at Ted Drew's Frozen Custard right on Route 66 in St. Louis. And Alex Bregman writes this great essay about what it was like to grow up in, in, in Albuquerque, going to the International Balloon Fiesta with a hot chocolate and a breakfast burrito, uh, you know, hanging out with Ray Birmingham, being his bat boy, traveling Route 66 the and cowboy. seeing all the way to the Far East. The, so, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so just the, the, the breadth and depth of the essays from each of the guys, is, is it's, it helps really uh, bring Gene's photos uh Nicely tie, they tie everything nicely together. Gene, I got one for you, and it's however you interpret it is how I want you to answer. Okay, friend. Okay, I'm ready. Why is baseball art? Mm. Well, baseball is art because it's more than just what happens on the field. I love capturing action; that's exhilarating to me. But there's so much more, and I feel like it does. It's, we don't have it in any other sport. Baseball has so much culture. There's so much depth to it. It's baseball's played the same everywhere, but it looks different in different places. And that's what I'm interested in for my photos is telling the stories behind baseball, the culture of baseball, what's surrounding it, geography, topography. When you look at the photos for grassroots baseball, I, I don't want them to need captions. I want them to tell the story. With, with all the technology that we have and, you know, what you guys are doing with the grassroots of, of baseball, how important was it for you to, to capture that essence? Because, like I said, I have an 18-year-old. Um, I'm 43, so how important was it for you to get out of the get people out of the realm of, hey, technology, phones, laptops, things like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, baseball does slow time down, doesn't it? It connects generations, you know. So many people are on their phones, and, younger generations playing video games. And 
But I believe that baseball is alive and well in small towns and in these urban cities. And when people do go out and they go to a baseball game, that's why minor league ballparks are are important because a family of four can afford to go there and have a great time. And you're passing on this wonderful sport to the next generation. And, And that's what the book is about. The book is about nostalgia. And when you read the essays from these Hall of Famers and they tell their stories, you hear plenty about their major league days, but you hear about their early days and the life lessons they had with their family and it's just really what the sport is about before money and contracts just the pure love of the game this wednesday night june the 15th right here at isotopes park i think our boy will be out one of us will be out I know we obviously we, there's a lot of world going on. We will be out for the presser, and then at night, uh, Greg Maddox, Jeff Idelson, Gene Fruth, go down, hang it. You're going to get autographed books. You're going to do the thing. Pre-order though on the website, so I think it's uh, it's seventy bucks. I think, and you get the the book, you get the exclusive offer with the the pre-signed copy of the book, and then there's photo opportunity that night. It's going to be a banger of the evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jeff, I got a specific question for you, my friend. So as you're okay, as you're breaking it down and, and you're you're picking up these stories and and you're creating this this what it looks to be a really wonderful piece of art and history, what excited you about the next piece of work? Because I know during the exploratory there is something that came across your brow that you weren't able to incorporate into this, but it's excited you for the next project. What is the next big project after the the grassroots baseball book just hits it out of the park? Well, it's, it's it's interesting you say that. One of the last shoots that we did uh, towards the end uh, in the fall was of, uh, Gene mentioned, girls playing baseball in Los Angeles. And we were able to connect with the Los Angeles Monarchs, which is an all-girls team, age 13 to 16, that play under the Baseball for All umbrella, which is all-girls baseball. And we had such a good shoot there and such a good experience, and it's in the book, that we decided over the winter that uh, the next three years we're going to spend – uh, documenting and promoting women and girls in the game, past, go. present, and future, on and off the field, around the globe. That's what we'll do next. There's so much there, and we're looking forward to telling those stories. Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> That's the uh, one. You that... guys need to come out to the ballpark. We want to meet you. Come on out. <laughs> this, uh, I got, I got two loves in my life. One is baseball, and the other one is baseball. And then outside of that, I just kind of rank everything else. Ted Drews are better. So that's <laughs> that's the world I know. Gene, Jeff, thank you so very much. Uh, one last time for the friends of the show. Give us the details on Wednesday. I know it's I know it's game time. I know it's Wednesday night. But what are people going to be able to expect whenever they come out to celebrate the book with you and Greg Maddox? Well, Greg's going to throw out the ceremonial first pitch, and I don't think you'll have to worry about a pitch clock with him. No. <laughs> and then uh, – and then, uh, you know, for those who uh, pre-purchased the book, uh, which is signed by Gene, it's signed by Greg and myself, you'll have an opportunity to have a photo taken with Greg. Uh, there's there's still some books left at the uh, Albuquerque Isotopes website if you're interested. And, uh, hey, only six days till Father's Day, so you can get that gift taken care of. Oh, there you go. Give me a little goosebumps right there, Jeff. I mean, already knowing. Also, it's, uh, it's one day till Fred's Day. So if any friends of the show... <laughs> would like to gift the book, I will meet you there. I will then also take a photo with you, and then I will take a photo of you and Greg Maddox. That seems like a good trade. There we go. Jeff and Gene, this Wednesday here at Isotopes Park. Thank you so very much, friends. I can't wait to see you. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm jealous. My job's cool. It's not that cool. Man, for real. Travel the country, take pictures of baseball, learn baseball, tell stories about baseball. Shoot. Shoot. I would get no sleep. I would be... 
You ever sit down? All right, so I'm this guy. I know we got to go break, Michael. I'm this guy, though. You go to the ballpark, and you sit down next to, like, old-timer? Yeah. Give me all nine innings. Yeah. And I don't even want to get up after the final out. Mm -hmm. Tell me all your stories. And you're going to get it, too. Yeah. Tell me about Lasorda. Tell me about the Dukes. Tell me about D. Gordon. Tell me about all of them. I want them all. I want every story you got. And at the end, do I remember it all? No. But it's just being in that moment. Yeah, it's the energy. That's what it is. I don't remember the temperature. I remember I had a blast. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Wednesday. Wednesdays get booked. You ever see a league of their own? Yes. It's supposed to be hard, Michael. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. <laughs> the hardest one makes it great. A little league of their own right there. 30 minutes left of the program. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Banger of a program today. Thank you to Danny Gonzalez who joined us. I've never been so excited for anything like I am Lobo football. Lobo football is going to be very good for some time to come. They got the right guy out in front. Big thank you to Forrest Stolting. Brought us the giveaways this week. They're looking good. Yes. Got the Isotopes pride flag up in the studio. Looking the part. Gene Fruth, Jeff Idelson. Grassroots baseball this Wednesday at Isotopes Park. Going to be a good little to-do. I nine sports five zero five three one two forty nine ninety nine league office two eighty and i nine sports dot com. Today's i nine varsity is the i nine varsity of Jeopardy boxes. Okay. Now you don't know this, but a phrase I say all the time in radio What's actually that? came from a Jeopardy box. Really? So I'm going to lead with that. The Jeopardy box was things you shouldn't put in your mouth, and I regularly use the phrase. I think that'd be pretty good in my mouth. <laughs> so things you shouldn't put in your mouth is on my list of Jeopardy boxes. Okay. This was this is a kind of hard one. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go with comics relief. Okay, that's a good one. Comics, yeah. multiple, plural, yeah. relief. It has to I, be- I love the play on words. Yeah, very smart. Yes. DC more than likely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with colors that end in purple. <laughs> the Jeopardy category is colors that end in purple. It's a pretty banger little category there. Yeah. So is that a a 100 or a thousand question? Uh, <laughs> d- d- daily double. Oh, there we go. All right. Let me see. Uh, in the Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think that one will get swept through by too many people that are on Jeopardy. Pretty good. Unless it's college week. College week is a different. I kill it college <laughs> week. College week. I am yeah. a genius on college week. But not just regular Jeopardy. Regular Jeopardy. I'll, I'm only good until they go to like the first commercial break. High school dropout, college dropout, Donda, Donda. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Black comedians named Whoopi. <laughs> Pretty good one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. Shirt shorts. What? 
Exactly. What is that? Shirt shorts. I don't know that one. So let me tell you what short shirt. Sh- I can't even see. Yeah. So it says, the question is, Simon Cowell is famous for wearing this letter style t-shirt. A? V-neck. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Ah, shirt shorts. All right, I'm into it. Here we go. Swords. (laughs) Wait, say it again. Uh, Quote, unquote, S, and then words. Mm -hmm. Swords. Ah. Yeah. I got one. Uh Uh-huh. Play dough. D-O-U-G-H. That's a good one. Yes. So it takes a play. Uh Uh-huh. I'll give you a question. All right. This character in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof says he's worth $10 million in cash and blue chip stocks. Go fish. I don't even know that one. It just sounds Ah! good. Play dough. (laughs) Therapist. Alex, I'll take the rapist for two. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Famous Kareem Abdul Jabbar's. There's only two. Well. <laughs> the other one had to change his name because the original one sued him. Well, I mean, so's life. <laughs> the Jeopardy on SNL was about as good as anything ever done. As far as like, oh my god, iconic Jeopardy. You know what? That's in my top three skits of SNL. Brilliant. Turd Ferguson, funny name. Oh, big hat. Oh my gosh. And then you get Jimmy Fallon playing French Stewart, and at the time you're like, who is Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, because you don't know at that time. And also, Norm Macdonald for me, <laughs> untouchable. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. I feel that way. His delivery. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that Tom Hanks song? He's playing the Trump supporting guy. (laughs) Yeah. They got a, what was the name of the girl? She's not on there no more. No, I know you're talking about. Yeah. She's hilarious. Leslie Jones. But she wasn't hilarious. She was just so Keenan Thompson could stop cross-dressing and pretend they needed a black lady in a skit. Is Keenan Thompson? Keenan Thompson played every any person any of color. color. Yeah, didn't it didn't matter. matter. No nope. age, nothing. Keenan Thompson. We needed someone to play Kanye. It was him. Yeah, he looks like the like Kanye. Oh. He played Kanye. He played King Griffey Jr. <laughs> OJ. Duh. I think he even played the host on Black Jeopardy <laughs> when they did Black Jeopardy. He's on the varsity. Of Saturday Night Live cast members. Oh. He's an all-timer. Oh, yeah. Say otherwise, I'll tell you where you're wrong. Oh, no, no. Because he was, even though you just made him sound so unversatile, he he is versatile. He'd do them all. And actually, he did a lot of writing, too. So, yeah. you got to put him there. Played Black Panther, too, I think. I don't know. <laughs> How, how'd you watch Jeopardy as a kid? How did I start watching it, or how did I watch it? Both. I started because that's what it was in the house. Yeah. you. We lived in a household where we saw everything from prices Right in the morning. Mm-hmm. Same. To Press Your Luck. Yeah. We, and everything in between. Well, like Sands Through the Hourglass. Yeah. 
So are the days of <laughs> I've watched all of that. All of it. Um so yeah, Jeopardy came on. So people may not remember before like Ricky Lake and all that stuff took yeah. off, that time slot was was Jeopardy. They saved for Jeopardy. And then once Ricky Lake and all those Montel Williams yeah. came on, they moved Jeopardy to like either right after your local news. It was either Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. It was That's like, how it was for us. And it was syndicated weird. Mm-hmm. Those two were always packaged. And now it's not what it was. Do you remember for a time there was like a robot? Yeah. Like what? No. It'll never, it'll never be the same. Hey, also, full-on conspiracy, I think Ken Jennings was in on it, and he had the questions beforehand. Had to, man. Had to. And you know, did you watch every... I watched every one that of he the was run? on. Because like, all right, this is the one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> also, Jeopardy for me being the standard of like knowing how much smarter my dad was than me. Because my dad would miss none. It was the opposite for me. Yeah? <laughs> Just blowing him out of the water. <laughs> it was the opposite for me. It's like sports. I'm like, I got you, Dad. Go outside and play. Good program today. <laughs> Any final words, Robert, before yeah. we cut it loose? No, man. Uh, great way to kick off the week. Simple enough. That's it. Bye, Tal. Good job today. Good job, everyone. GG.